0: Welcome back to another episode of More Than a Title. I'm your host, as usual, Jared Thomas, Chief Revenue Officer at Outside the Box Digital. And you know, I got my brother, my brethren, your favorite
1: CEO's favorite CEO. You know the vibes. chatio was good, baby? we in the building. Salute to you, King. Happy holidays and all that. My you know? geyser. You ain't Happy deep out of turkey. Happy holidays to you too, Kim. Um uh, I just want to let you know before it even comes out later. I Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. I eat for two weeks straight. <laughs> I don't believe in I don't believe in wasting leftovers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we want to let people know if you are still eating leftovers right now, it might not be a good idea.
1: Okay, right. I, got iron, I got an ironclad stomach. <laughs> I got an iron-clad stomach. <laughs> with mayonnaise. What?
0: <laughs> oh. Sorry, we didn't even get a minute in the pod, and you caught a whoa. <laughs>
1: well, you know, turkey sandwiches
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: all day. Oh my gosh.
0: Yo, we about to have a lot of fun, man. For yes. first-time listeners, man, this is welcome to More Than a Title. This is a show that celebrates our people doing amazing things, and we want to talk about the stories, the lessons we learned, to help them get to where they are today. And before we start the show, quick house cleaner items, man. Thank you to y'all, the supporters, the fans, the followers, man. We're growing week over week on every single platform because of your support, and we truly, truly appreciate y'all. Just keep on, you know, feeding us the love, man. Y'all help us continue to continue to do this thing. And also shout out to our exclusive distribution partners, the live podcast network app Shout out to Angel and the team If you want more content from black creators Like more than the title Make sure you download the app And support your favorite creators And lastly, shout out to our, di- our exclusive ex- executive producers a live, no, no, real black pictures For all the new looks We got a lot of new in-person We got a lot of new things coming up in 2024 And we're excited to bring it to y'all So with that being said, you know what I mean oh, You got anything else to add to that, Chadio? Let's start the show to it oh let's get it baby <laughs> my boy Ray the paw my boy Ray the paw let's so we, start the show let's get it so we've got a special yeah. guest this young lady here serves as the marketing liaison is the cmo at usher's new look and serves as the marketing liaison between world-renowned celebrity usher's brand and the non-profit organization facilitating the utilization of usher's brand activations to generate opportunities for undersourced youth under-resourced youth and enhancing the non-profit brand's visibility her role involves leveraging the power of Usher's brand to create meaningful, and impactful connections between the organization and the community it serves. As a senior-level marketing and advertising executive with over twenty-five years of experience, this queen is a results-oriented leader who has successfully managed large global engagements for CPG and retail brands, and now the CMO at Usher's New Look Foundation. Let's welcome the queen herself, Miss Kim
1: Williams, baby. Thank you. I-, I love you.
2: Very nice. <laughs> Let me give it the
1: other horn. Let me give it the other horn.
0: Yeah, you know, you
1: get both, you get both Gotta give it a other
2: horn Welcome to the show, Queen Thank you so much, thank you for having me I really appreciate it
1: And, and, and for all our listeners out there I, I'm gonna let y'all know, I said it backstage But I'm gonna say it right now Kim came on the show looking phenomenal yeah. Like ready ready to go face beat you see the hair is magnificent oh i love it right now Like <laughs> you know I like I, like the owl. I like absolutely looking absolutely phenomenal we appreciate you I appreciate it Chad, Yo, yes yes listen yes. we gotta we gotta let each other know when we did that right amen let each other know when amen. we did that right because if you didn't do that we we won't talk about you <laughs> what
3: <will> we do <laughs>
1: No, we we are absolutely. We are absolutely delighted to have you on the show. Welcome.
2: Thank you very much. I'm honored to be here, and uh, just the platform that you all are creating for so many people that look like us is amazing. So I thank you guys for doing the work that you're doing, and uh, I'm honored. So thank you.
1: We already we already had a a comment already. We got to leave that up. Says Kim is a rock star and a role model. It is a pleasure to learn from her. That's from the quote. Uh, You know, like. (laughs) That's, <laughs> that, is, that is that's a beautiful statement to have somebody say about you, like, you oh, immediately
0: I mean, and i don't think we've had immediately, immediately like that yeah. so
1: that's the first yeah. time absolutely. shout out <laughs> that just that just shows you that already your influence and the impact that you have on people already i
2: appreciate that absolutely
0: amazing, amazing. Yeah. you know what i mean And with, with that said queen because yeah. you know this is about you we're going to celebrate oh, wait,
1: your- wait 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 because you got me last time ladies and gentlemen i got okay. my cup just so you know i, I got my cup because he, he 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 got on me last time that i didn't have my cup so ladies and gentlemen the more than the title cup I, more than I the
0: title cups we got mugs, we got hats we got beanies we got scarves. <laughs> right. you, what what else is gonna keep your do say cold for a whole episode nothing I'm, but this you know keep i'm drinking you going you know i'm a taquia 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 boy so we're making it happen so shout out to the plot i love the fact that you're Oh, sis, no, we're going to send you some cups, mugs, whatever yeah, you want. Sis. We got you. you. The title cup.
3: <laughs> we got
0: you with your name on it, sis. But let, let's start from Absolutely. the top. So you, I know you're repping the A, sis. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about your background and kind of segue into how you got into the industry.
2: Okay. Um, I try to keep it short because when I start telling these stories, my my people look at me like, oh, here we go. So, no, sis, we uh, got
0: time today. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I started off in, uh, I was a news writer, as a journalist. That was what I did after undergrad. And, um, Did it for a couple of years and realized that that wasn't the path for me. And Mm -hmm. so decided to course correct and and get into the advertising business. And so in order to do that, um, I found a program in the 90s. I'm dating myself. So in the late 90s, uh, there was a program at Northwestern called the Integrated Marketing Communications Program. It was a perfect blend for me because I'm a communicator. I'm not a math person. I'm not a Kellogg MBA girl. So- It was a perfect mix of communication and advertising and so i went to that program and um chose the advertising track and uh, that's how i transitioned into uh, management consulting in the advertising world and Mm. so uh, 25 some years later uh that's what i've been focusing on for quite some time so this is where that's how i got to where i am today so
0: super dope i'm curious how, how did you land in advertising Because I feel like I know for me in sales and tech, like I kind of just walked into it. I I, I lucked into it. So was it similar to you or did you already have a passion for advertising?
2: You know, I always, you know, going back to the news business, I always just had a passion for being um, represented in places where I Mm -hmm. hadn't seen us represented. And so for news, it was, you know, I wanted to be, you know, a representative for people who look like me, especially in responsible storytelling. Um, especially, you know, looking at the news when you see people, uh, they go and find people who can't necessarily articulate well, or they have us looking crazy. Like I'm just really felt like, if people that look like me were in those spaces, then there would be more care, and um, how our stories were told. And again, that was back in the '90s, and so, advertising was the same thing. So, um, the program at Northwestern, uh, there are three. There were three of us wow. out of people. Uh, students. And so I, uh, my other two girls, Michelle Metcalf Anderson and Phyllis um, Beasley, she, those two were in PR, and I was the only person in the advertising track. So you can choose between direct marketing, um, mm-hmm. advertising, and PR. And mm-hmm. the level of teachers who were there, so Spiegel was the direct marketing professor, Spiegel Magazine, right? That's so crazy. we had that caliber of professors at that program. And so Um, I was the lone person in the advertising track and uh, you know, had all the things. You know, I'm nobody wanted to add me to their little study group. Okay, fine. So then I'll just Mm. get all the A's. (laughs) (laughs) Give it to
1: them. I let it keep going because I wanted to stop you when you said what you said uh before you got into that. When you said I wanted to be a a great representation, Mm -hmm. people that look like us. That Mm -hmm. right there is so powerful. That's, that you were even thinking like that as a young woman—that you already knew—that's a leadership role, right? That easily. Without saying you wanted to be a leader, that's what you were saying. Like I want to be the front line, so when they see me, they understand black excellence. So that I just want to salute you for that. That—that's something huge for you to already have in your mind that that's what I want to be at such an early age.
2: Well, and it goes a little deeper for me. Um, Mm -hmm. My backstory in that is, you know, going to grad school and leaving, you know, my profession that I thought I was going to be doing for the rest of my career um, was an interesting time for me because at the same time, both of my grandparents got sick. And so going through a challenging program, it's hard as hell um, trying to, you know, you got to get all A's, you know, grad school, a B is almost failing. Um, and so trying to get through stats and analytics. And so both my grandparents were ill. I was trying to kind of keep everything balanced. And so uh, one of the last times that I went back to Cleveland to see my grandmother, she was pretty much on her last days. And so um, when I got to her, you know, she, I was like, well, maybe I should just come home. You know how we do. That's what we do yeah. is family first, usually. And so, yeah. like, you know, keep going. You'll be the first of my lineage to, you know, get a graduate degree. So you can't stop message yeah that was that was my motivation and so for me it was more so like okay you know i'm representing the lineage of you know my grandmother right so i I had to go back and i had to through despite all of you know it's kind of like the thing that broke me made me right that really you know um was something that i had to figure out how to get through mentally push me to understand why I was doing what I was doing and push me to understand that I had no choice but to succeed. And so while everybody else was there, you mm. know, get out of school and find a job, I was there because I understood that I needed to be able to represent for the people who came before me um, in a way that was going to be life-changing for generations to come. So my purpose was a little different um, in yeah. how I got to that point. And so Method. I... Because
0: you you spitting bars right now, So I, I
1: didn't have to like. Absolutely, and you taught me something though. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't, I didn't know that you had to. I knew, you know, school always, especially with certain programs, you must maintain a certain GPA. Um But I haven't gone to graduate school, and not a lot of people in my family. Now I got to think that I don't even think anybody. And my family has a graduate degree. So probably why I don't know it. I didn't know you had to get ca- kind of like straight A's or like that's a wrong. B failing. That's that's
2: yeah. Really- yeah. you can get A's. A's are really the, the goal. And you talk and when I talk about Michelle and Phyllis, my right. classmates, like we talk about analytics, you're talking about finance, in addition to like all the advertising stuff, I could do that stuff with my eyes closed. But you have to get through stats and all those other classes um to continue through the program, right? And so We were the support system for each other to get through that. And then, you know, because I was the lone person in advertising, in the advertising sequence, we had people like at the time, uh, Roy Burgold was the VP of McDonald's creative. Mm. So he was one of our teachers that would come in and be able to show us different spots. And we'd be able to kind of do analyzation over those spots and kind of give feedback. Mm. And so I'll never forget, I'm not going to name him. I know I still remember his name and I'm not going to call him out. But um, one of the guys in my sequence was saying there was a McDonald's commercial that we were looking at. And the guy was it was a big snowstorm outside and the guy de- decided to get to McDonald's. He saw a McDonald's commercial on, on TV and he gets his skis out and he skis to McDonald's. And so mm-hmm. this concept <clears throat> and this kid in my class who I, I won't say his name, but nice. he says, well, I didn't know that black people skied. So this seems a bit out of touch. Mm. Uh, yeah so, what, was, what was your response to that wow. I gave him the most educated read ever to the point where my white teacher after class pulled me aside and said thank you <laughs> so, I mean but when I told him one of the things that I did say was you know it's really sad that you know to think that you're going to be one of the people who will be responsible for advertising you know for big brands and your thinking is that ignorant scares me
0: Nested. That's real I, I ain't gonna lie to you I, I ain't a skier But I do like to look fly In a ski lodge But I, but I mean, we'll do it if we have to You know what I I'm saying But
1: what the I hell ski. is this? for ski. him to say Yeah, yeah. I ski I've been skiing for years And I, I love skiing Matter of fact We're going skiing in January Down in Gatlinburg Tennessee yeah. But I, 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 more I, than the title Kim Yeah More than the title We understand the education We love it But just do me one favor You know If you ever run into this guy again Or if anybody ever says Something ignorant to you Like What the What's wrong with this guy, man? Get him! What? I mean, you I hit him with it? it. Like the, what the fuck is wrong with this
0: guy, right here? Because I,
1: that was just pure ignorance. Yeah. No, that.
0: that but also, yeah. I wanted to say two things. sis. one shout out to Spiegel. What the fuck happened to Spiegel? I remember right. that <laughs> That was crazy to remember Spiegel. I remember mom right. getting the magazines. I don't know what happened to your brand, but that's crazy. But number two, the, the the most important part that I got of that is that you are holding it down for your lineage, right? Mm-hmm. And this is kind of what we're doing for. So, like. People don't really understand. I would love for you to go through it, but like the strength that it took for you to see your grandparents going through that and still know that I'm one of the ones and I'm the face of the family. And some people don't really understand how hard that is when you feel like you're the one, when you're putting the family on your back, you got internal family members hating on you, you have good days, you have bad days, you have in-between days, and you still got to keep pushing for that belief that I am the one and I'm going to change the whole history of everybody with my last name on the back of their jersey. So I would love to like how did you get through that especially with your your grandparents? How do you keep pushing? Like kind of just tell the audience like what is that like when you're the one in your family?
2: I think that um and my parents are college educated, so it was really more so about a graduate degree and my grandmother, yeah. She had MS when she was in her 30s and so she was a nurse, in but still an entrepreneur, pushed through and as a real estate investor and she was about it, you know, about She was an inspiration to me anyway, but I also feel like it gave me a purpose, right? And so people have jobs and people have careers. And so it gave me a purpose to help me understand who I am. You know, like I've been in rooms with CEOs. I've been in rooms with top level leaders. When people see them, then they, you know, get nervous and feel like they have to, you know, worship who they are. But I can be in a room with just about anybody and feel like I'm bringing with me some very important people. Um, And not just my family, but people who look like me who didn't get opportunities that that I did, right? And so, you know, it's it's as simple as when I've gone into some of the biggest headquarters that I've been into, biggest brands, and you see people who look like us that are cleaning or who are doing work, um, that most people just walk past them and never pay them any attention. And they look at you in a suit or dressed up and they look at you as if, you know, like, and we give each other the nod, you know. That's the best feeling because acknowledging, right? It's because of them that you are there. Like, I think people need to understand that they are making some sacrifices so that their kids can go to college or they can do, you know, better their families. And so I think we have to really be able to say, why am I doing this? Who am I doing this for? So when you show up in rooms, you understand your purpose, right? Showing up in a room with a purpose is very different than showing up in a room where you feel like you don't deserve to be there.
0: Message. And you beat me to it, bro. <laughs> quick oh woo, quick, draw. quickest, quickest gun on this side of the
2: Mississippi.
1: <laughs> Listen, dudes right now. That's you real know, talk. I, I love it, man. I absolutely love it. You know, we can we can directly directly relate to what you're uh-huh. saying. We are huge on family. We are huge on family. Right, wrong, and different. We still huge on our family. And it's, it's what we do this for. It's what we've been doing. Everything that we've been doing that we consider is in a positive nature to move our family forward. That's the reason we do it. For the same okay. reason. And we have these conversations on the show where we say we have to do it because okay. we owe it to the people that came before us to pay it forward. Mm-hmm. You're right. That's
3: Absolutely.
1: it. That's it. It's I mean, a lot of cake. Yeah. So it, 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 it's, it's a lot of... You know, I didn't... um we you know we talk about the relevance of a college education versus on the job training a lot on this on this show right cuz i do believe that everybody learns differently right some yeah. people are hands on learners some people are audio visual learners you know what i mean um i do believe that college is not for everybody in the time frame of the way it's laid out to be you understand what i'm saying and i think once we release that stigmatism from our coach and say listen it is okay not to go to college right after high school Mm -hmm. it is okay to figure it out it is okay to try something different i think we're going to see a better class of of individual come out with more confidence that they can still be successful if they don't go you know to a
2: collegiate school right off the bat i agree i think the only thing i say about that is that you know to me, college, and this probably sounds a little old school, college yeah. gives the uh, gives you a reason for them not to say no. Mm. In the sense of, you know, you know, there's all these boxes, <laughs> yeah. there's all these qualifications, you yeah. know, that we typically run into. And so college gives you one more thing that they can't tell you no. But what I also say when it comes to especially I'm I'm just speaking from a marketer's perspective, right. Um, The reason why agencies need black marketers or diverse marketers is because I don't care if you have a college degree or not. My great grandmother had a candy store in her house, Miss Lillian, (laughs) who was a product manager. (laughs) She She knew how to market them. People bought what she had. You see what I'm saying? So we as a people, because we have historically been left out of so many things and opportunities and we we find a way to continue to move ourselves forward because of our circumstances and so what people don't understand is because of that we are genius marketers we are genius innovators we are genius like we can build our boys and girls can build something from scratch just from an idea that does not require college so i think that the future yeah because now they're putting obstacles saying college is fifty, sixty thousand dollars a year. Who has that? Yeah. SAT scores are and ACT scores are not balanced with our youth because of the fact that the educational system is so <laughs> skewed in our communities. How do you expect, you know, our young people who in a lot of these high schools where the reading um, rates are so low? That, you know, we're not going to be able to meet some of the standards. But guess what? If you take one of these young people and you put them in a room with some of the biggest innovators, I guarantee you that their idea will stand and compete with those.
0: Absolutely. But- message. Super message, Yeah. know. But, but, but coming from where we come from, and that's why this is so important, it's hard to be, you know, what you want to be that you never see.
1: That's right. It's
0: that's hard to mean. be. Like, there is no model, there is no mode. So it's no, no, a no you got to that.
1: that's, that's a gem. You got to say that again. Yeah, it's, that. Hard, it's hard to be what you never see. Message straight up
0: and down, and that, and that's the real reality of it. That's why I need, I think Walt said that uh when he came on two weeks ago, he was like, look, you you rap, cool, you could be a, a copywriter. Yeah, you exactly. do the design, you could be do, you doing mixtape covers, you could be yeah. doing this advertising, you could be a creative director, you could be all these different things, but it's hard for us to see that and mm-hmm. be like we could get into the corporate America and be ourselves. The problem is I think most people where we from feel like they can't be themselves in that environment. And that's yeah. why it's cool for us to show them like, yo, you could be in corporate with the hat. We did it. Amen. We made a lot of money doing it, you know what I mean? We got people that is Black people right now making more than the president, doing creative campaigns right now today. And we're going to highlight and celebrate that so our youngins can see, yo, I can do that thing. And when I get in that room, everything, all my experiences, my, my what I did in the park, playing basketball, what I did in high school, what I listened to, all of that is part of the culture. And that's what they have to tap into right. to be successful as a brand. So leverage that, double down, and make them pay
2: for it. That's right. And and the, to, to your point, Jared, I don't believe in code switching. That's it. So- I've never subscribed to it. You know, you gonna get all of me, the natural, you know, whatever the things that I say at home, I'm gonna say at work. Or but
0: you you, you never, you never have this, not, not even early. I ain't gonna front. I had the phone, I was like, hello, I'm Jared, I, I had the phone voice, so I ain't gonna hold
3: you.
2: You're gonna hear the twang. You're gonna hear the twang, <laughs> twang in my voice. <laughs> I'm, I'm raspy, I'm like Jadot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> you you're
0: gonna be on a cold call, hello,
1: hello. <laughs> You <laughs> hear that what voice I put on. So I, I can't. You yeah, you're gonna know that I'm I'm black. So we I had this conversation about that the other day. Um, The news media mm-hmm. plays a huge part. When we grew up, what was some of our biggest influences? I'm gonna tell you. For me, I used to sit down. Some of the most educational things I've learned in life was from PBS Channel 13. Mm-hmm. Between Channel 13 and cartoons, that was our education. Yeah. yeah. Right. The problem is, and we talked about this, Jared, the news media rather sensationalize the violence. They rather sensationalize the ignorance, right? They rather sensationalize all the dumb shit that they can do because it sells, it's shock value, Mm -hmm. rather Mm -hmm. than sensationalize all the positive that we are doing. So by them doing that, guess what you get used to seeing? The negative. yeah,
3: Mm -hmm. The dumb
1: shit. The ignorance, right? And that's why it's so hard to see somebody like a Jared in a hat doing this thing because they're just not going to show that. They're not going to show that. The question is now, how do we, as black and brown people, as people of influence, people with platforms, bring this to the masses now? And this is why we created this show right
2: here. Then this is why we need this
0: show.
2: Yeah. In. you potting right now, boy.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah we, we flowing
0: right now.
2: <laughs> it, it's important because, you know,
1: Kim, you All know, right. let me tell you. Like, you don't even understand just speaking. We're not even talking money, right? Mm-hmm. What resonated with me when Nicole said what she said to you is that's how I felt about, like, Jared's uncle. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Like, role model. Like, this man was probably the most influential man I've ever had in my life in a positive manner. Mm-hmm. And we're not talking money. we just talking about being a role model, being a stand-up dude, being a man of his word. You don't realize what kind of impact That carries to somebody that looks up to you. Yeah, Yeah. you can make or break them by just the actions that you do, it costs you nothing. Just being a person of your word, showing up when you say you're going to show up, and doing the things that you say you're going to do, and just being a you know a positive role model. We all know we make mistakes, but when you are that positive role model, somebody could look at you and be like, I would like to be her, I would like to be
2: him. You change somebody's life. Let me just say something about Nicole, though, because we are so what has happened in advertising, especially it's a tough business. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I have a group of we call ourselves the OGs
3: because we
2: we've been in the business for a long time. We've seen it all. So Nicole is actually one of my peers and who is an OG. And we actually have learned a lot from each other. Uh, so Nicole is just as amazing. Um, just been somebody that, you know, sometimes we got to have that therapy.
0: Yeah. Need that. Need that
2: ourselves off a ledge because some crazy stuff has happened so nicole is part of a group of people that i have uh, worked with um agency life um we've actually um there's a young lady named octavia gilmore who started a an agency called creative juice creative so- Shout
0: out to octavia she was, uh, she, <laughs> was she
2: was so- she,
0: she was on our interview. she was on a show
2: she's yeah. amazing so she was talking about some new things that she wanted to try so me, Nicole, and a, a, a guy named Corey Washington, the OGs, went and had a planning session with her for a day, and mapped out strategy, because that's what that's what's needed. Like we have to be able to support each other. We have to be able. There's just things that we learn the hard way. Um, that we are mentoring. All of us are mentoring different groups of people through this industry because we have to be able to give back and pay it forward and help. The people that are coming behind us to be able to thrive at a different level than what we did. Damn. Absolutely, and
0: shout shout to Octavia. <laughs> that, that's my girl. Yeah, she she's super dope. Like <laughs> she is super dope. Yeah. So I, I was going to ask you because I think it was a good segue too. Because you have said you've been through crazy things. I think we've all been through crazy things in the industry. What what are what are some of the what is one crazy story that you don't mind yeah, sharing? Your story. With? Your story. Yeah, what what's, what's, what's story time? I would love to know what's the craziest <laughs> thing that's happened and uh, what's the biggest lesson you learned from it.
1: Here we go well no, okay. wait, wait. let me let me let me let me let me line you up let me get the horns ready it might, it might. <laughs> i gotta get the horn ready let There's me here we go second period is now in session <laughs> <laughs> we're going into story time y'all
2: story time now so we maybe should call this lose my mind like we might need to play dmx on this one but anyway <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I had a cue up nah, damn it
2: so anyways um there's two things that are kind of top of mind. And, and so like just the daily microaggressions, you know, that um, come into play. Like I am a classically trained Northwestern marketer. I come to the table with a lot of knowledge and I'm very um, comfortable um, being a little, um, popping my collar on that. Like I don't mind, I can, I, can, I know what I bring to the table. Mm-hmm. um i've I'm, i've returned to work for several of the agencies and companies that i've worked for more than one time so mm-hmm. i've built a reputation that i'm very proud of and i don't care you know if it sounds cocky because as a black person in this business i'm proud of that That's chin, up,
0: chin up chest out we're gonna black stand on
2: things look like you know you've pulled together all the strategy and done all the you know, biz dev and, you know, you've done everything kind of pulled to bring in the business and then you're told, okay, we're going to cast this differently. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Know what that means. Yeah. So if you go to a pitch, we're going to cast it differently. And, you know, so,
3: mm-mm.
2: Um, the worst thing that's ever happened is uh, we were working on a project, a multi-office project, and I was at a conference in um, Vegas and coming back on the plane <laughs> I'm on a plane and I'm checking my emails. Mm-hmm. And I got an email that was not meant for me. There was, they put the wrong Kim on the email. Mm. Aww. So I had asked the team to send in their headshots for a pitch. And so uh, they meant to have an offline conversation. And one of the team members said, Did she mean mug shots of niggas? Oh, uh, no. <laughs> yeah. Jeez and expected nine that. no that's crazy Yeah, okay. true story and i'm trapped on a plane and i'm forwarding that email to my boss and her boss and saying wtf and when i get off this plane i want all of you all on the phone call because i want somebody fired like now Immediately. Yeah.
1: no no that's mandatory but kim yeah i need you to I <laughs> understand the pull poli- i understand and refinement but sometimes you got to let your head down and let them know raise up gonna be trouble
2: <laughs> there was a lot. There was in that email. That oh, is to the office, trust me, there was a lot. And and then, you know, the worst part about it was HR, you know, uh tried to say, Well, they want to apologize. I said, Well, do you have people who have been sexually assaulted? Do you think that they want wow. their abusers to apologize to them? No, I don't, I don't, I don't want anything but for this person to be fired. Absolutely. You know, exactly. so it's always this thing of you know, well, they didn't mean it. They want to. No, you meant what you said, and so yeah. uh, you know, you have to be able to stand firm, especially in environments where they try to downplay it and say, "Oh, well, you know, we're working on that." Divert- no, that's mm-hmm. not. That's never okay. Yeah, so that's those are Some of the things, you know, that are that have happened, you know,
0: not to interject this, can I ask you something? When you when you made that and, and, you know, you started talking to leadership about what happened, Mm -hmm. did did their treatment to you change afterwards?
2: Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I did nothing as far as I was. I did nothing wrong. And so, you know, I just kept going. I'm like, you just have to I'll leave when I'm ready to leave. You're not going to push me out of here. So, you know, it is what it is. But those are the types of things that people don't talk about. Hmm. Those are the kind of things that, you know, uh, you cannot let people get away with. You know, like I know now this has been some time ago at an agency that I was with that I obviously won't name. But now we're still talking about DEI. Right. And it's like, why are we still talking? Why are we still having these conversations in
0: 2023, 2024
2: a new conversation? And so that tells you that the climate and things that people are going through are people are still dealing with it. And so do we really want a better you know, business, do we really want a better industry? I mean, what are we doing to to really, to, I, I say, cut out the bad actors?
0: That's it. It's hard to, it's very hard and difficult.
1: Double-edged see. sword. It is. It's a yeah. double-edged sword. Listen to what you said. College mm-hmm. is one of the things that can add to your resume where they can't say no now, right? You can't say no now, right? I got that, I got that. But, but look at the things that they put us through, right? You want us to be educated. You want us to be refined. You want us to be this. You want us to be that. But then you also want us to play ignorant, like we, like we don't understand what disrespect is. You yeah. understand what I'm saying? And that's mainly because the bottom line is they just do not understand our culture. Right. That's the bottom line. It's yeah. the bottom line. They don't understand the culture. They understand how to make money from the culture,
2: but they don't understand how to live within the culture. Yeah. Which is part of reason. Part of the reason why I say I don't cold switch. Right. Because
3: mm. if you
2: know who I am and you know what's important to me and you understand that I come from a different perspective. But then you're still able to respect the work that I do. Then that helps you to uh, hopefully it helps you to understand that we're all different and it's OK. It's We don't all have to be alike. That's what makes the work. And from a work perspective, oh, that's yeah. what makes it even better. Like creativity yeah. can't thrive in an environment where everybody looks the same. It just doesn't. And so I think agencies that have figured that out, which are very few, or the new agencies that are breaking out and saying, forget all that drama. I'm just going to start my own and start doing some work that resonates with culture across the board, not just black culture, you know, because we drive culture. I said it. We do. So we drive culture.
3: That's
0: great. Jared, what's up? You slow today, man? No, 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 no. I was, I, I, I was ready. No, no, I, I was, I was double Dutch. I'm ready. Like I'm ready. Yo, she talking that talk. I'm ready. To, uh, get I you because I said I know he gonna hit it on that one. That yeah. No, so it's because the problem is like, and I, I commend you for what you've done to stick up for it. The problem is this: What about the, the hundreds of black people, or thousands of black people, that's happening to every day that have to still put food on the table the next day that don't want to go through the uncomfortable feeling of when you do, when you say, when you stand on what's right.
2: It's a choice. It's really a choice. And and you know, I feel like I get it because you know, my last straw with my last agency was probably what in two seven 2017. Mm-hmm. Um I was working seven days a week. I was doing great work. It was kind of a blended role for me where I was kind of uh marrying uh, analytics with um, just CRM and I was just really a great role because I really enjoyed the cerebral part. It was really hard, but I really liked the challenge of it. Yeah, Seven days a week and, and somebody pulled me to the side and just had won an award for analytics, by the way, which I didn't do well with that in grad school and, you know. So <laughs> <laughs> right, on right on time. Boy parted. <laughs> uh, won an award for an analytics um uh, work that we've done, and, 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 and along with making bottom line for our our, our client. Um, so I was pulled to the side and told, you know, well, you know, you have to speak up more. People don't know what you can do. What? <laughs> Are you for real right now? And so at that point, you know, honestly, I was exhausted. You know, you sacrifice a lot of time if you're kids and, you know what I mean, your family. Yeah. You sacrifice a lot personally to be in this business if you really are going to really be in it, right? Yeah. At that point, I think something clicked in my mind. You know, I said, you know what? I can't... And I told that person, I said, if you all don't know what I can do by now, I don't have anything left for you. Mm. Mm. Wait, I- <laughs> in my own mind, I have to realize... <laughs> I missed the message. That was a home run.
0: Not my fault, Kim. That was a grand slam. I missed the- <laughs> I <can't- laughs>
1: That was a grand slam. You're not gonna... I'm giving me everything I got. No, you know, Kim, I want to talk support. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hear me out on this, right? I want to talk support when you know it's some stupid shit going on, mm-hmm. and you're the only one that's gonna speak up, it kind of makes you hesitate. That's what Javi yeah. J- J- was talking about about the thousands of people that's like, uh, oh, should I should I? Because they don't have the support, they don't feel like even people. You know, I've been in situations where I've spoke up for other people yeah. and gotten in trouble. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck because you're not going to do that to her while I'm standing here.
3: Exactly. And,
1: and then I look at her like, and you're not going to say nothing? Like, the atrocity was done to you.
3: Yeah, yeah. It's hard.
1: You know, it's very hard when when you want to be that advocate, but then when you look for your constituency to back you up, you by yourself.
2: Yeah. yeah. You're very true chat. I mean... I I feel I just can't hold my peace. I'm not one of those people. Like if something is wrong and and, and then that what that equates to in in the business or in corporate environments, especially for black women is people feel uncomfortable around you because you're so direct. Mm. Mm. And, you know, that's how that's what that equates to. And you get your performance reviews and you're told, oh, you know. We, you're doing so good and yeah, you met all your targets, but we're not ready to promote you or we're not going to give you that title change. We'll give you a little salary bump, but people, until you kind of finesse your leadership skills, because people just feel like you're not approachable and you know, you're know you very direct. Yeah. Okay. That's what that looks like in a performance review. But at the same time, I can walk out with my respect because I'm never going to let you disrespect me or anybody else on my team for that matter. Because right is right and wrong is wrong. That's a fact. It is what it is. And so I think you have to make a decision. And so I get it. There are people who are, you know, working and they don't have, they feel feel like it's unsafe. And it is unsafe, right? And so you have to make some personal decisions on how you want to govern yourself as a person, period. And are you willing to take risk of not having a job sometimes for standing up for what's right now? Is it every little thing that you should be speaking up about? No, because it's going to be something every doggone day. There's it's not, a lot of things aren't worth losing your job over. But when they talk about mugshots of niggas or somebody's just blatantly disrespecting you, that's you have to be able to stand up for yourself in those environments. And Method. documentation mm-hmm. is a big thing. Like to document and, you know, a lot of times for us, it's, you know, You can't. And and one thing I will say, like my my parents have been very instrumental in me being able to navigate corporate for as long as I have, because, you know, they've been in it so long. But, you know, one thing my dad used to always say is don't be emotional. Mm. The facts are the facts. Take emotional, take emotion out of things, because if you can look at it from what the facts are and articulate it in a way um, to where people can understand where you're coming from then you will under they will understand where you're coming from and you'll be able to at least start the dialogue there and so i think that's been one piece of advice that i've you know had over time that has really helped me to navigate some of those challenges so.
0: that was real i'm gonna tell you right now i had a similar situation which is why i left corporate right so mm-hmm. i was in a big social media management platform i was the top seller there right when i first got there uh, I, I put a LinkedIn post for the, those who are not familiar with the show. I put a post of, I left the agency where I met Octavia though. I left the agency and I was like, yo, I put up a picture of myself on Steph Curry's body and was like, Jared's a free agent. Da, 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 like I'm an NBA player. It went viral. Google, LinkedIn, all the big companies hit me up. I landed on their social media platform because I'm like, it makes sense. I'm doing social media. I could really give an impact to the client. Long story short, I'm killing it. I'm in there hat and hoodie. I'm changing the culture, the business, all that. They're sharing me from the main social media account. They have a, a million followers i'm killing it there but the problem is they they did massive hiring they had opened up atlanta office right and then hired hundreds of black people wow from different industries Wow. So they didn't really understand. So while they was good in nature, thinking that, hey, we're going to give opportunities for, for black people to come into tech and, and start off. They didn't have the resources. They didn't have the training. They didn't have the staff to really necessarily give them what they needed to be successful. So what I was getting was Slack messages every single day. Hey, Jared, can you help me? Can you jump on this call? Hey, Jared, yo, uh, yeah, I got a baby. I can't lose this. You know, I, if I lose this job, it's a wrap for me. Da, da, da. And I'm Press- helping everybody. On mm-hmm. my phone always. And I'm seeing that getting on calls, hitting my number and hitting their number. And I was going to move my family down to Atlanta. It got so red. I was like, yo, look, I'll I'll move down. there. Just let me go to the office. Let me plant the flag and let me just show They need to see the hat, the hoodie. They need to see, let's get that going. Let's make something happen in Atlanta. And then it was a wrap. Once I stood up for the people. Wait, wait.
1: When he says ready to move. He's he's not telling you the whole right. thing. He actually went to Atlanta, started like, looking at houses. All tell the full story. He went to he flew to Atlanta, was going to um houses, open houses, paying the application fee just to look at the house. Yeah, and and the whole situation. So when he when he, when he's talking about dedication, he's telling you the full story. God, I, and and, I, and that
0: was for our people.
1: Yeah. yeah. For people that look like us. Yeah. Right. Because when I first came in office, when I first came to company,
0: nobody was wearing hats. Second oh, okay. time we did a town hall. They got cocked to the side. Everybody's it I'm starting to see that I'm making a real impact. I've gotten real calls from people like, look, because of you, I feel like I could be myself in this organization. Now I'm doing better. And that's what made me feel good. So I was going to bring my family down there, did all of that. And then, you know what it was? i am keeping it real. It was a black lady who kind of shunned me. It was like, yo, look, um, yeah, pump your brakes, family. Like, I'm like, yo. But I'm helping everybody. Just worry about you. It's basically like a shut up and dribble type of thing. And I'm not a shut up and dribble type of guy. Yeah. Like I'm not. I don't need to bring my family there. I could go ahead and kill from this couch right here, sitting right. Indian style, doing what I need to do and not worrying about it. But I can't see my people. I'm, I'm gonna get a call from a single mother saying she has two kids and she's the only person there putting food on the table. And I'm not gonna help her close a deal for ten thousand. Right. Right. To put that in her pocket, you'd be silly. So that it's just a lot of a lot of BS that we deal with. And uh, for people listening, when you're working with an agency, you're always on, like Kim said. You're always on. The people don't understand that sacrifice. You're on Saturday. You're on Sunday. Whatever the client says, you jump. You got to say how high. And that's the nature of the business. Right. But I love that you stood on it. Because not everybody is, sis. And, that's-
2: and I get that. And I, it, is a sac- I mean, it is a sacrifice. I mean, I've been blessed, though, to where I know how to build relationships with people. So, you know, at the end of the day, you know, when you can be. That's why I say Cold switching. I don't believe in that. Because if you can just be yourself, you'd be surprised at how people just respect you. Yeah, that- I respect you then you can respect me and you know where I'm coming from. So at some point, the people who are meant to get it, get it. And those that don't.
0: That's it. I wish I'd have known that 10 years ago.
2: Let me be real. Like for younger people, it takes time to to develop that. You know what I mean? Like,
3: It's
2: not like I I started off that way. You know, like you have to be able to fix. and, And that thing that happened to me at my last agency in 2017 was the thing that made me feel like, you know what? I'm just going to do like, I know what I'm good at. I know what I'm not, you know, like, okay, I'm not good at everything. I don't know everything, but I do know that I'm a hard worker and that I deserve more. And so now let me focus on the next phase. Let me focus on the things that are going to let me use my talent and are, that are going to bring me joy and people that actually appreciate the work that I'm doing. So that's, That's the thing you learn based on your experiences and, you learn based on trial and error, too. It takes time.
0: Fire. I wish I had to marry Jay. You bring me joy queued up. <laughs> <laughs> i right
1: me before. tell you something, Kim. You know, for me, um, I I take a lot of joy, like Jared said, in helping other people, right? Yeah, facts. I've been in situations where my money was right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But my workers' money wasn't right. I go to the boss, like, yo, you. They didn't get paid or their benefits didn't get paid. They're bouncing. And like Jared said, it was like, but your money's right. Don't worry about it. I'm like, nah, it don't work like that. Like if they money not right, they work for me. I brought them in. They my team. So if they not right, I'm not right. You know, there's been a lot of times I've taken less money. Be clear. Like I've taken less money to make sure that my team is right. I've taken Lower positions where I could have got promoted, but if I'd have got promoted, I wouldn't have had access to control the team the way I wanted to. And I stayed at that lower role to make sure that my whole team was black and brown people and I controlled the team and I gave the opportunities to people that needed. I think that um to each and and, you know, each individual is different, but sacrifices have to be made for the greater good. Amen. Mm. You know what I mean? And for me, if I can take a role where I can employ, let's even say five people that can now support their families then I can take twenty, thirty thousand dollars 30000 less because I know that these people are not going to change the lives of their families. You know what I mean? At some Facts. point, greed has to stop and the human, the humanization and being human again, it has to start. I agree. Facts. Facts. So Facts.
2: I think that, you know, I think there's this thing that I really believe in in terms of, you know, operating from a place of lack, right? Not doing mm-hmm. that. Right. It's like, Chad, what you're doing is you're sowing seeds into other people. And so I honestly believe when you're doing that, then God gives you everything that you need and more. But that's not what you're seeking, right? You're just moving in a way that's community-minded. And once you do that, I believe that, you know, you'll never go without if you Mm. can think like that. Because sometimes I just think sometimes we can think of things in, oh, there's only room for one or two of us in these environments, in these spaces. And so sometimes we can be the ones who treat each other poorly right and so Hurts. i think <laughs>
3: yeah. Yeah, work. yeah yeah
2: honest there's been times where you know i have people not not even look at look at me in the face or try mm-hmm. to um, make me look bad in front of a client and we did two black people in the room with a bunch of other white people i mean i've had that like that's very real mm-hmm. um, so i do think that that somebody has to be able to show leadership and be able to show people how to treat one another you know and i think most of us do that and most of us have found community um, in this business and others by just being community minded and and figuring out how to help each other you Mm -hmm. know that's the thing i have a couple of um accountability groups that i'm a part of nicole's part of one of them um another group of sisters we during the pandemic you know just kind of to keep each other uplifted we said okay let's get a group uh together so that we can be accountability partners Mm -hmm. and we keep each other honest. We share information. Most recently, we met and we talked about gatekeeping.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Oh, I'm not gonna tell you.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what we be on, and we gotta stop. We've that. had
1: that conversation oh, many oh. a times on here.
0: Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. but, but it, the industry is so small, and there's only so many of us. So we owe it to ourselves. Like, what are the odds right now of you naming Octavia and me knowing her for two years? That's what are the odds thing. of that?
2: well i'm gonna tell you the odds i mean even if you talk about educated black people if you meet somebody complete black stranger in an environment where there's mostly educated black people you start asking some questions about who do you know where are you from where what school do you go to i guarantee you, you're gonna know somebody that's it so that shows you how small our our world is in in this particular area so You know, there was a a video that I just saw and shared with my accountability group from George Frazier, where he showed, and some of y'all have probably seen this, where he showed on a piece of paper the black dots that were separated. And he talked about,
3: I'll
2: I'll send it to y'all after this, but talked about these are, this is black people with, you know, some affluence and that have been successful. The dots were separated on a piece of paper, and he was saying, you know, we're not going to ever advance that way. He showed another piece of paper that looked like a spider web where those dots were all connected mm, yeah. and said, this is how we are able to uh, build influence and gain traction together. We can't do anything separated. And it is very true. It is. Right. That's the principle, though, that we've been trying to learn for years. And so, you know, I think that now in the face of all this D.I. turmoil where we're having a literally battle for our lives, yeah. you know, at the Supreme Court level. I think we better understand the ne- the necessity to understand how do we come together and use our collective brain power to be able to continue to advance. That's a that's a it's necessary no for us. So Method.
0: that's the thing. We have to stand on it though, sis. We have to collectively stand on it. But once again, it goes back to what you were saying as far as like, hey, us knowing that there's more than one position available
2: for Yeah, there's more, there's room for everybody. That, and that's the- it. We don't all do the same thing. So, but think about it. If we are all able to come to figure out, okay, this is what you're good at. This is what coming together just makes us even more powerful.
0: So. And so that, and it goes back to the story I was saying, sis, yeah. now what, now what if that black lady who was my superior at the time would have said, young boy, I, I see what you trying to do, King. Yeah. Yo, how how can I help you? Right. What resources do you need available for us to do this? Right. Da, 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 da. She's That's no right. longer there now. It's been right. only a year later. So exactly. now if we did just did it together, now we both had to get a damn job. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Now I have to start my own. And where we could have stuck together, we could have took over the whole entire game. It just makes zero sense, sis. It so sense. Which actually leads to my next question. I would love to get into to more of your career too, sis. But like talking to the younger version of you and the other black women out there, black professionals right now, what's the one piece of advice that you would give to them right now? What's the biggest lesson that you've learned? What, what's one thing you would tell your younger self? You
2: know, I mentor a lot of people. Um... I, Right now, and I've, yeah. I've been doing that for quite some time because I just feel like that's a really good way to give back. Fact. Um, and so it's not one piece of advice. So, like one mentee that I have right now, she's uh just about to graduate from college, and so she uh, met her through the black internship program. B-L-A-C. Um, yeah. I was a teacher uh, this past summer and I taught advertising the advertise, uh, the account, sorry, the account management sequence, and so. She had three job offers. And so she was like, can you please take some time to talk me through them? So she talked me through each job. Why should I take one over the other? What are some things to think about in terms of salary uh, requests and, you know, looking at your benefits? Like, those are the kind of things that these young people need help understanding. Networking. Wow. You know, finding people who are in my network um, who need help being able to break into a particular company so it's not one thing. It's a whole, it's a whole, it runs the gamut. Right. Yeah. If I had to talk to my younger self. I think I would say really understanding what I'm good at faster. So then I could really be able to feel more confident um, Mm. when I walk into a room Mm. and not, and not not being so dependent on um, pleasing, you know, my boss or pleasing someone else, just really understanding what my talents are and really leaning into those and and owning those so that I can feel confident. And so I think that that took me a long time, right? I mean, we're walking in spaces where we're not represented. You might be the only person. And so just being being able to be confident and understanding what I bring to the table, I think that would be something that I would definitely um, challenge a young person. But also what I also see a lot with younger people is them graduating and saying, oh, I wanna start my own agency. Well, the only thing I say about that is you haven't worked for anybody. You don't know anything yet. Yeah. So until you get somewhere, you learn even the cultural things and even the crappy things that you have to do. You gotta go go to work for someone so that you can really understand, you know, the nuances of that, right? And do a, screw up on somebody else's dime and learn from you know the mistakes that you make.
0: That would screw up on someone else's dime is the real.
1: Last <laughs> week. We actually talked about. We literally
0: this. talked about that.
1: We talked about that last week. Messing up when it ain't you. You ain't got to run the building.
0: Because <laughs> since we got eleven years in, and I ain't gonna lie, we bumping our head like a mug.
1: <laughs> and we doing well. But yeah, she made a, a very key point. You heard what she keeps saying. What I bring to the table. What I bring to mm, the. Table. Yeah. Listen, I consider myself a, a phenomenal leader, but I consider myself a phenomenal leader because I'm a phenomenal follower. Amen. But be clear, I don't follow just anybody. You see the difference in that? You want to lead me? You can lead, and I'm a great support player. But you got to give me something to support. That's right. Herein lies the problem. A lot of times in our culture, and I understand it because we come from nothing, right? Yeah. Because we want everything so badly, a lot of the times we actually forget to actually start building. Yeah. To actually start laying the foundation for what we want. That entitlement syndrome shit kills me.
2: Mm-hmm. It is
1: one of my biggest pet peeves and it burns me to the core. If you want something, you gotta prepare yourself to go get it. Amen. Amen. Uh, yes.
0: uh, Amen. I ain't wanna stop you, but you was going wrong. You was going
3: crazy. Saying,
1: like, but that I'm just saying that's what it is, right? So, mm-hmm. like, like we talked about it, Kim, like, like. Like I'm telling you, like me personally, I didn't go to college right out of high school. Mm-hmm. Not because I, I wasn't smart I Scored like a 1460 or something on my SAT. I could have I went to any college. I went I was, all state in three sports and still didn't go to college. Because mentally, I was not ready for college. I'd have went to college. I was still in the street. I'd have had 15 babies. I'd have never graduated. <laughs> I'd have been on one of them TV shows like the, with the you know ninth year in college. I was successful without college. I've had business That's without, That's great. Without, without college. Yeah. I went to college after I went to college in my thirties, not because I had to, because I wanted to just to provide my my sons with an example to show them that it's never too late for right. education, but also because I was in business, I knew business from the streets, but I said, you know what, let me go learn the book side of business. So I went and studied business yes, and, you know. and things of that nature. Right. So I just say that to say, like, it's personal accountability, right? Yeah. Listen, I'm not for every job. Like you said, like you see how you said something on it, and I'm like, no, I don't know that. If you ask me something, I'm not gonna pretend it's okay not to know. Yeah, that's that's okay. You have to get yeah comfortable with saying, I don't know. Right. And it's okay that you don't know because you don't know everything, exactly, but be willing to learn and better yourself. And then we can start the process of you getting a position that you want. But if somebody else been training, somebody else been on the job for 10 years, somebody else went to school for this. Why do you feel entitled that you should have it and they shouldn't? This is the problem that society where we we fight each other so much on.
2: Factor. Yeah, I, I think Yeah. All of that, Chad, is is yeah. is saying a more than a word. So yeah. yeah,
1: it's 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 bad. I'm gonna be honest with you, and this destroys. Relationships.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm gonna just be honest with you. Like it, me and Jared are family. Mm-hmm. We started this company together. He came to me, he said I need help. I didn't even put him through the ringer. I knew he knew podcasting. Okay. I knew absolutely let me be clear again. I knew absolutely nothing about podcasting. <laughs> Am I lying, Jared? No factor I listened to one or two, I knew nothing about podcasting. Jared said, Cuzzo, I know podcasting, you know business. Let's form Voltron. You see how that worked, exactly. and I let, and I let him guide me on podcasting. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? If until we get to that point where we trust each other, where we say, "Okay, you you are the expert in your field. Let me trust you." We're never going to be able to build. That's a
2: fact. But you know what, Chad? I feel like to add to what you're saying, then find your find your 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 tribe, right? I believe mm-hmm. in that. And I believe that if you okay. find your tribe and you do it, do the things that you just outlined, I think then you show people by example. That's real. You know? Cuz you're you're showing people by example by what you all are doing now. So you you do it. Just do it. And so you were you, someone else will see your example and then you start to change how we think about things and how we approach things as a community and just outside of that too. It's collaboration. Yeah. Collaboration is so important. I mean, it, it just be able to, it, like you said, you, you follow people who are worthy of being followed, but also understand that that, that, that does not diminish your leadership skills. Yeah. Facts. Facts.
1: Jared talks about this all the time. The problem is as a black and Brown people, because we don't have nothing, guess who our tribe is? It's the people we grew up with. Yeah, it's the people that we have survived the streets with,
3: Man.
0: and
1: then when we start elevating, you know what we do? Yeah, I can't hang out no more. Then we start making that distance. That's the biggest problem for us. That's real finding a new tribe when it feels so like I don't want to leave the tribe that helped me get to where I've I've been that helped me make it here. But you guys can't operate at this level, and then finding a new tribe that that's the part that makes us feel like. You know, but it's
2: selling out. But it's like, just, you know what? It doesn't have to be because I will say I have friends from one years old. I have friends from kindergarten. I was just with my friends from sixth grade this past weekend. Like I believe in longevity relationships, and although your lives can take different paths, you know, I value people who have known me throughout all the the iterations of my life. You know why? Because they can tell me about myself if I'm out of line. They can tell me about myself if they see that I've grown and they're they're happy with things, or I can talk to them historically. You know, like we are not a monolith. Like we are, if we want to continue to grow, I don't care how old you are. Like, I think that it's important to be able to see yourself in your totality, right? And so sometimes... Mm -hmm it's not about if we can bring people with us it's it's about honoring ourselves the whole, wholeness of ourselves which is goes back to my point about nice. not code switching right because whatever everything that i bring to the table today is is based on who i am historically and hopefully that version of me is better and better you know as the older that i get right message
0: yeah wow. so to keep it real, yeah. I, I love my I, my my oldest friends from four years old since preschool. Yeah. But some mm-hmm. of my dudes, I can't. They can't come to the Grammys with us. They can't. Come, they can't come to the Grammys with. Us. I love y'all. I I know what y'all gonna do. I went. Well, I'm going to. The some spot,
2: people you can't bring to the table now, but a lot of them you can. not
0: <laughs> Some of them, yo, I love y'all. Y'all motherfuckers crazy. I love y'all, but, <laughs> but I can't bring it.
1: Yeah. It. it when we're talking growth. Not only individual growth, but cultural growth. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: You know, me and Jared talk about this a lot. It's gonna take a long time because we've been down so long. Yeah. Yeah. The lessons that we have been taught have been subconscious levels. Like poverty is taught on a subconscious level. You know what I'm saying? You know, economic depravity. You know, that's all. It's all taught on a sub. You don't even realize that you're being taught to accept these lower versions of yourself. I think that's the one of the biggest issues where, like, when you start to move and you start the maneuver, you look for that support from your tribe. It's yeah. not there. Now the support that they had for you is good at this level. So Jared starts out. He's here. They love Jared, right? Yeah. Now Jared is interviewing and the podcast is here. Now he's getting all this accolades and fame and, you know, we can't hang out. And now Jared is here, right? Yeah. Now that support turns into envy. Facts. Of jealousy. How you people doing it? Even hate. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And now the, the people that we thought was closest to us is the ones we gotta watch the most. That's that boy potting right now. That's the sis. And
0: how and that's something that we deal with. Like for me, like It's it's like the rapper, right? Like the rapper, right? You come back to the hood and that's when you get killed, right? But then you're damned if you do, damned if you don't, right? If you don't come around, you're the sucker who left the hood and left everybody back. You made it out. You didn't bring the ladder back down so other people could make it. Then if you go in the hood and you get killed, you're stupid. You're this. You should have never been there. And that's the stigma with our our culture. That's trash. Like, I hate that shit.
2: That's a complexity. I mean, I just believe in your tribe. And some people can't be in it. I mean, it is what it is, but I mean, it just depends. I mean, there's a complexity to that based on what you're saying. And I also would would say, I want to know is that more so, more pressure for Black men, you know, in terms of that level of kind of trying to understand how do you move forward, but with the pressures of still trying to be connected to the people that feel like they, you know, helped you get to a certain point, you know, versus, you know, Black women who, kind of feel like, you know, I'm going to be loyal to who's loyal to me, and yeah. you know, so it's just a different dynamic, I think, well, in that.
0: Want me to keep it all the way real with you? Mm-hmm. The better I do, the more I lose what I love.
2: Wow. That's deep.
0: Just, I'm I just, just keeping it, it out, all the way real. I got to hear that one more time. The more I succeed, the more I lose what I love. Message. And wow. that's been my experience. Wow. Well,
2: Where
1: to she said, what about having Multiple tribes. Tyrell said, "What about having multiple tribes?" I do. Absolutely. You have different tribes. You have military. Military. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I got my hangout tribe. Me. I got my traveling tribe.
0: My drinking tribe. I got my my business, my networking tribe. <laughs> Kim, we, we got a cool Kim tribe. We, we we got our tribes. You know what I'm saying? You need your tribe. Man, you gotta, you have tribe. tribes. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. But I want to finish my thought to Jared because mm-hmm. I would I would challenge you to say, mm-hmm. you know, the the things that you if you succeeding requires you to lose the things that you love then I would definitely say then dig into the purpose that God has for your life and and, and understand that there might be people that he didn't plan for you to bring with you based on the purpose that he's giving you and that's not always that's, that's not a happy place a lot of times a lot of times that brings a lot of pain but it's kind of like are you living on purpose or are you living for other people's acceptance see but that, that oh that's <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: and that's so real, sis. So right? How do you deal with that? Right? For me, I know my purpose. Right? For me, I've always been somebody that's going left if everybody goes right. I have purposes. I want to make sure I provide a platform or provide opportunities for people that look like me. I want to be able to show them. I want to inspire. I want to entertain. I want to inform our people so we're in a better space before you know. Before I got here, I wanted to make sure that we opening those doors. That's my purpose. But if it means me losing this one, that one, that one, I'm walking through it. It just is what it is, and I'm going to go with it. But I know I'm going to affect somebody, and I can sleep. That's right. Yeah, I can sleep at night with that. But it just it hurts going through it as you're going through it because you're like, damn, man, you you. I was on the you was just here when you did, like, I told you the plan. This is what's up. And now that we're here, you're there. And this is what's going on, whether it be friends, relationships, what, like whatever it is. Right. And you got to have the strength to chest, you know, chin up, chest out all time. And it's very difficult. Me and Chad talk about this all the time. Like we walk through the fire. We have good days. We have bad days and really effing bad days. Like with us opening this business, I'm putting it out. It's all or nothing. That's right. Now, are you willing to sacrifice you not being able to go to the restaurant or buy Jordan to do all of that shit no. and put everything, your 401k or no, your yeah. dream and your belief?
2: we mm-hmm. all in exactly that's that's a that's a mission
0: that's right it. that's it and the mission got to get completed since i'm like tom cruise <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry I was, I was vibing with that, I that clip like you, you already it.
1: know you already know You. what the f- is wrong with this guy Am I me? <laughs> so all right kim so you know we're navigating this field now right we're navigating this field. You were the only one in advertising. You know what I mean? Your friends were doing something different. You're in grad school. You get out of grad school. You land the first job, right? Okay. Everything is going smooth and everything like that. You mentioned that, you know, the pressure of being able to do well in school versus take care of your family was weighing heavily on you, right? You know, we we always love to talk about success And the family dynamic. Right. Mm -hmm. You are a very successful woman. Now you've been in this industry for how long? What is the balance like for you right now? Mm. Battling, you know, the family life versus, you know, the work and the success
2: model. Well, it's a little different now. So I am just uh, I'm a new empty nester. So okay. my daughter graduated from high school this past year in the, in the summer. Congratulations. Yeah, I'm gonna give her a shout out. Nice. <laughs> she is a volleyball player at FAMU. So extremely okay. proud of her. She that's the,
1: that's the Gators, right?
2: The Gators? No, that's, no, no, the Gators. that's
0: Florida. FAMU is um. Isn't the Gator?
1: FAMU? That's Florida. That's Florida. Florida Don't have Gator for FAMU? Rattlers. Oh, Rattler. Okay, Rattler. Okay, my fault. Fo- my bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking up the colleges. My bad.
2: So previously though, I will say, you know, just shout out to her because I, for most of her life I've always been working, um, and it's required a lot of shout-out to my village um as well. Because, you know, there's been a lot of times that you know missed games, I've missed, you know, a lot of things that have happened to dedicate to my career. But um now I think in this phase it'll be a lot different because now I definitely have rattlers. Rattlers.
3: <laughs> rattlers.
1: Okay. What is a rattler?
0: I would assume a snake is a motherfucking bear.
1: Hey, what,
2: what is what is, is, a ra- that?
1: is that the back of a snake? The rattler? What is a rat? They
2: do this for their little thing.
1: <laughs> okay, so well, hold on, hold on. Who's that? Nicole, Nicole, what is a
2: rattler?
0: Please, <laughs> please hit us in the comments. What is you a rattler,
2: a rattler for me. <laughs> <laughs> Educate mm-hmm. me. That's hilarious. All right. So this phase will be different. So, you mm-hmm. know, now I've, I've been able to, you know, take on some new things, you know, UNL work is at a you know we're doing some really great things i've been around um them with them since 2018 and um so you know I'm, i've been taking on some new projects that we can go into later so you know just trying to keep myself busy you know it's like,
1: a snake you see i said the back of a ooh. snake <laughs> <laughs> i got it right guy
2: so that so with that, first of all, because
0: you you had the agency experience, right? And oh, yeah. you're going back to brand, especially non So how, how did that
2: work? How did you get in touch with that? Okay. With, the, so with that brand? We're going back to the job, the agency in 2017 that told yeah. me that I wasn't working hard enough. Exactly. So oh. I quit without a, another job. Not, not that day, but soon after I just felt like it's not on my spirit. I just can't do it anymore. So uh, I I had the luxury of of quitting that job for a time. And then almost immediately I had a meeting, a friend of mine, uh, one of my agency uh, friends, Lisa Balzer is a copywriter. And so we've maintained a friendship over the years. Lisa had been trying to introduce me to the UNL president, Carisha Moore for years, for a year. And I was we were both busy, you know, took a whole year. And so after I quit, I was just like, hey, I think I'm ready to meet. And by the way, I started a nonprofit with one of my childhood friends, Cold Kids Rock. And that is a technology nonprofit where um, one year I was looking for summer camps for technology for my kid. And I was, you know, finding that Georgia Tech was charging five, six hundred dollars a week. Mm. Wow. And got mad and felt like, why are they trying to push, you know, black and brown kids out of technology yeah. at the time? And so started a nonprofit and we've been partnering with high schools and schools. Our last um project was with KIP Middle School, where we went in last year and um did a after school program. So that's a whole nother discussion. So sure. Fine. i created a solution to helping more black and brown kids um have access to technology and so that's what we've been doing for the past six seven years so anyways
0: oh, hold on the bell i had to hit you with a bell and an air horn for that
2: um oh, so oh. I, that was what i was gonna put my, more of my energy into um and so met with carisha i went over to what we call the spark center over behind atlantic station in atlanta and I was like, Usher's new look. I didn't even know Usher had a nonprofit and it had been around at the time for almost 19 years, 20 years. Wow. And I like, I live in Atlanta. Usher's a big star. I never heard of you guys. That's a problem. I'm going to volunteer and help you guys build your brand. That's how I started. Wow. I said, I can just volunteer. You all need some help. And then I got to see the programming that they were doing, which made me fall in love with it. So it's leadership development for youth starting from eighth grade all the way until they graduate from college, and it's free. And so it ranges from mentoring uh, programs um, They come two times a week um, to be able to hear from different speakers. If you want to declare your major for college, then they have aligned them with mentors for law or marketing, whatever it is that you're trying to do. I mean, it's amazing. And so I was like, why? So volunteered to help with the brand and then ended up parlaying that into a position.
0: That fine. Right. five. First of all, Usher, Usher new look. He looked He like for real. He the same look from like from from my way. <laughs> I don't want to be
2: the one to say. I
0: wonder how you got the, the name.
2: name? <laughs> I mean? What is the, the whole name? thing. The name is the whole thing, right? And so right. he started it, and now we're about to go into twenty five years. Twenty twenty four was celebrating twenty five years. So wow, Usher's man. mom challenged him to do more than just be a performer. Wow. And so she took him into uh, Judge Glenda Hatchett, was a Fulton County uh, judge at the time, and so his mom and um, Judge Hatchett were friends, and so they sat in a courtroom for a couple of days and just watched young people going through the system, and so Usher said, you know what, I want to start a nonprofit that helps to give these young people a new look on life. Mm. Got it. That's Bye. how about, and it started off as a summer camp um and for about four years and so then uh after a while they said okay you know what i want to make this a year-round program um they are a certified program backed by emory university with the curriculum that is offered and so it's it's hands down i would say one of the only youth uh, leadership development programs in the country
1: wow
0: mm. yeah all right hold on, get, get on. Oh, gotta get the horn on that that's dope i love the backstory the new look That was fire
1: that's amazing i love that i absolutely love that and we don't have anything like
2: that in new york that i know of i I was about to ask how can we be apart we are in new york and so i gotta get you guys set up yeah i'm like how how can we be a part of it up in new york and and do like come we have speakers all the time come and talk to our love to i would love to introduce you to our program manager in new york uh, Marcus Bazemore, and see what we can do as like partners. Like, come on,
0: would love, it. would love
1: that. Start in New York, though. I'm curious when did
2: when at least, uh eight years ago.
0: See that, but that's what she said with the branding. That's why Kim is there to help with the branding and go no,
1: global, baby. No, Kim, just so you know, right? Mm-hmm. We're, we're inner city youth. That's what we consider, right? We're inner city youth. The programs that we know about come from one one main area is your your community based center, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Most projects have a community center in one of the buildings, the basketball, we play basketball, they have the activities after school, the homework. Mm -hmm. Most of the programs that have anything to do with the inner city youth will run through that community center. Mm -hmm. That is our source of information. I'm going to tell you that right now, right? So, you know, the politicians, when they want voting, anything, everybody goes to the community center. So if we don't hear about it technically through that community center, it, it doesn't get, you know, dispersed. That's why. That's what I'm like, do we have something like that in New York? We so we're
2: primarily in Brooklyn, and we partner with ah. schools with schools in Brooklyn. And so that's the schools yeah. the students, and a lot of times we'll use their space for the program. Right uh, up in New York. In Atlanta, we have a, our own um, location where all of our youth come to that location. Wow,
0: that's fire. I would love, I would love to get in touch with that as far as like because we're already talking about like doing that stuff in schools, right? So what we're trying to do is build social media programs for high school students, teaching them how to how to do podcasting, how to do this, like, or just telling a story, right? Like I'm sitting here Indian style on the couch in the Bronx, yeah. right? Like, and we're talking to who we're talking to, right? We're trying to make impact. You can do it. So so we would love to be a part of that in any any way. And yeah. you know, just let me know whatever you need from us. And, and just like What what has been what what is one memorable story that you don't mind sharing? So I'm pretty sure you encounter a lot of different kids and a lot of different people with this foundation. What's one story that was like, man, this makes my heart warm? You know what I mean?
2: It's so many stories. I mean, the thing that I love like about this role is I get to engage with the youth a lot. I mean, so you'll take a, a young person who comes in freshman year in high school. And they're really shy and quiet um, by the time. And so they have a lot of opportunities to also participate as as leaders, as peer leaders um, through our program called Power by Service. And so Power by Service is kind of like a day leadership training in middle schools to get middle school or eighth graders kind of prepared for our ninth grade programming. Mm. A lot of our high school youth end up being peer leaders and they're standing up in front of a crowd and they're talking about, you know, leadership development. And then these young people just become ambassadors not only for for UNL but ambassadors for themselves and they go off to college and so all their their growth and progression you know getting to witness that and know that the work that I'm doing directly impacts their ability to experience this program is extremely fulfilling and so there's not just one story there's just so many like that I can tell you but it's just only thing I can say is our young people are really special in the sense that they can be themselves, but then they, we give them a lot of opportunities to engage with leaders um, from corporations across the country. Um, we give them a lot of opportunities um, to interview on news programs. Um, when our president goes, we take a young person with us. And so they're, they're being exposed at a really large scale, if that's what they want. Um, when they transition out of high school and go to college, um, then we have a program called Moguls in Training, which we mentor uh-huh. them through college and provide wraparound services to them there, send them love care packages, go on their campus and do visits. If they choose not to go to college, then we do help them to get in touch with people who they're interested in for their chosen fields. I mean, so it is literally a hands on mentoring program. And so uh,
0: as, as you're saying that, Kim, you know what I'm thinking? Also, on top of speaking, what if we were just to give you guys, I would love to give you guys the content. We yeah. talked to a lot of affluent black. I don't know if you guys have a website or a directory, something like that, where they can go and get this content, but where they can consume content from people that are like you, Kim. Yeah. I where mean, they can just have all that.
2: Yeah. Anything. The sky's the limit because they're always open. We're, nice. we're really collaborative. Like we know that, you know, the work we do depends on people like you all to be able to expose our young people, you know, to so many different career paths and exposing them to not just. Black and brown people, but other types of people, but especially people who look like us, it's important for them to be able to see, you know, um, what the opportunities are that are out there. So.
0: Fine. But, uh, you know, I'm going to, my fault, bro, I just want to ask one last no, question. No, I, I love it. No, I just say I love it. Because, wow. like, the nonprofit, what, what is the biggest challenge branding that business and branding the foundation, right? Because it's one thing to brand the business and, like, a, a B2C, consumer brand, CPG, all that stuff, like. Versus a nonprofit? Because, like, this mission, I can imagine you putting all your, my crazy, I'm putting all this on this, right? I want this thing to work. So, how, how, mm-hmm. what is the biggest challenge or obstacle when you're marketing that foundation?
2: It's really interesting because, you know, when you're working for celebrity um, driven nonprofit brands, people assume, you know, oh, why well, can't Usher just give, you know, a lot of check for, you know, $30. exactly dollars? That's just not how it works. Um, so, I, I definitely say for nonprofits, you know, budgets are a lot lower. Um, But I always feel like, you know, when you don't have a big budget, it forces you to be more creative, you know. Um, And so there are so many opportunities that we've just kind of dreamed up and said, oh, you know, let's just try this partnership. Let's, you know, try to be able to do storytelling this way. And one of the main things um, that I used to say when I first started was not getting credit for the work that you're doing. There's so much work that's going on with young people every day, day in and day out. Um, you're not getting credit for that in in the sense of people don't get to see what you're doing. So one Mm -hmm. of the first things that I started off with, um, you know, was authentic storytelling. And that sounds very cliche, but at the same time, you know, I think that from a nonprofit perspective, nonprofits that are really digging in and doing the work every single day, there's so many opportunities to tell the stories about the young people that we serve. Another Mm -hmm. thing um, that we used to always run into is, you know, when we get requests, people say, oh, we want Usher to come and speak to such and you know, Usher's not always available a lot of the time. Usher's working. Facts. <laughs> what what I also did was really um, tried to build um, a narrative around the work. Usher is the founder. Right. We call him Big Brother Almighty. True story. That's what the, the young people named him back in the day in the camp days, right? Um, but But I was adamant about usher is not the day-to-day central theme of this organization it is the young people that we serve and the stories that we're telling about them is the key that is what's important and so that has served us well and so over time you know five years later of me being around you know we we have big dreams and we dream big and we ask for the partnerships we go to the corporations that we want to partner with and we ask for it and a lot of times we get what we ask for i mean Mm. so that, so I just feel like, you know, just being able to use, you know, something that I'm passionate about to be able to actually bring awareness and amplify our cause is a dream job for me.
1: That's fine. It's, it's, I,
0: I love it, man. Big no, brother that's almighty. What,
1: that's all I was saying was I love it. Like, I, you know, love it. I, I don't even think there was anything like that when we was kids growing up, Jared. Like just I'm just being honest with you. Like we I had, had the Denzel Al- commercial. We had that no, I'm saying as far as programs, we had the after school program that you know they help you do your homework and urban shit. Urban League, you had urban league. And then we went to the Pal. I think like that's really what we had. I'm not, you know, I, I love it, but I gotta say this because I you know I'm, I'm hearing too much of this Brooklyn shit. Bring the programs <laughs> to the Bronx. <laughs> <laughs> we,
0: we starving we out there, we, we starving.
1: The X, man. I'm tired of everybody being afraid of the Bronx. Man, we ain't gonna bite you, man. In <laughs> certain <laughs> blocks, you go to Webster <laughs>
0: Avenue, they bite.
1: <laughs> We're crazy. <laughs> no, but, um, oh, goodness, crazy.
3: you know, I, I gotta,
1: I, I got you know, we did. So, um, one of the other companies that I have is a fitness company. Um, and cause I did construction also, um, for 20 years. So we also developed, um, a black diaspora, right? A uh, hundred BCW black coalition, a hundred black construction workers. We got really involved wow. with the political scene, uh, we used to do, we went to Washington a bunch of times. We go to Albany. We really involved. We got to know a lot of the presidents, Bronx borough, you know, Brooklyn borough presidents and stuff, right? The senior um, people in the house, the majority leaders, you know. How has the support been from your local government in supporting Your nonprofit, right? I want to hear about the counties that you're in and what the counties are doing to support the positivity that you are bringing. Because they always talk about we don't never do shit right. So when you're now doing something right, what are the politicians that beg for the fucking votes, right? They beg for it. They make all these fucking promises for it, right? What are they doing to show you their support
2: to help your organization thrive and grow? So, you know, with nonprofit, you have to be careful with political affiliation. So right. we are legally right. Just we cannot engage with politicians in a certain way. Okay. Um, however, however, we have used our, our platform quite a bit. Um, there's a, a platform, <clears throat> excuse me, that our um, chief operating officer, Jeff Street, uh, started called You Can't But I I Can't But You Can. OK, because a lot of our young people are not within the voting age. You're not 18. So I can't, but you can, um, is a, is a brilliant campaign that Jeff started where, um, our young people, we engage them with people who are part of the political process, um, like third party organizations that are get out the vote organizations. And so our young people have opportunities to, um, get involved with helping with get out the vote and they understand more about, um, being a citizen and how important it is to be active within voting. So we have done a lot of that program, especially we're coming up on another election cycle in 2024. So our young people will have access to that. And we've had a lot of um, politicians come and actually speak to our young people, but from more a civic engagement perspective, more about, you know, not so much vote for me, but here's, you know, what you need to be doing as a concerned citizen. And here's how you get involved. And here's the things you should know. You know, um, before 18, so that you understand your role in the government, and so those are things that we feel very strongly about um, in terms of just helping them to understand just the legislative process and their role in it, and, and understanding that before they get to be 18, so that they're responsible um, as it relates to being voting citizens. So that's that's how that's worked. Um, we do our our youth have participated in Georgia in um, the day at the Capitol, which happens every year, um, have taken time out to let them come to the floor, um, let them come to their offices and be able to kind of see like how the process works, especially within the session, which comes up in Georgia and probably up in New York the same time in January. So right, I would definitely say that we've leveraged our uh, representatives and not just Democrat, but Republicans as well, um, so that our young people can just understand how how the process works. Fire. I want to ask you, too, but how has the hip-hop
0: community or the celebrity community in Atlanta supported the foundation?
2: Um, You know, it's interesting because a lot of, you know, Atlanta is heavy celebrities just like New York. Yeah. Everybody kind of has a a lot of the people that we do engage with, like Ludacris Foundation. um, Mm. They're great partners. And so, again, because we deal with um, young people from different organizations that might come to UNL for the longer-term solutions, um, then we are engaging with other um, organizations and collaborate with them quite often. Um, mm. But so it's just more of a process from a programmatic perspective. is how mm. we engage, not so much from a fundraising perspective, because everybody's trying to fundraise and, you know, yeah. raise, like today is Giving Tuesday, right? Um, so you've seen all the social media posts about Give to My Organization. So, you know, and, and as time goes on, you know, it is very challenging to get, funding for uh, a lot of black led organizations that's just real talk yeah that's
0: real that's right so
2: be very strategic in how you fundraise and 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 how you collaborate um, especially with corporations to try to be able to make sure that you can fund your mission
0: message mm-hmm. and speak speaking of giving Tuesday. OTB Digital has cups more than a title <laughs> because if you want more black content like this, I might not be here next week. You and kept my do say cold for a whole hour and a half. Y'all come on, rock with us, please. OTB Digital.
1: <laughs> I just I understand the differences primarily between a nonprofit organization and a for-profit organization. With un- and I know you didn't start the usher's new thing, but understanding the the trials and the tribulations that you might go through with a nonprofit organization, why not just go and create a company or foundation and do it from a foundation sp- perspective? That way, you don't have to navigate those waters. Would that be a lot easier? And and the, and the reason I'm asking that, right, is because, like I said, I know for a fact that the state and the government has a lot of money that they allocate for grants, right, mm-hmm. for programs such as your program that if the money's not spent, you lose it. So they're looking for programs. And a lot of these, um, you know, these um organizations are looking to donate money. Would it be would it have been easier just to, you know, develop a foundation instead
2: of going non for profit? I can't really speak to that because right. I just wasn't part of that decision-making process, okay. for that. Um, okay. and so I'm sure there are probably reasons why they went that route. But I can't honestly speak. Okay. To no, you know, because again,
1: it's it's just always worth the conversation. Yeah. Um, it was mine and I. And I feel yeah. was, you know, but, you know, because I feel like we're already behind the gun sometimes. You know what I mean? We already got to fight the good fight. Do we have to make it that much harder? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sometimes it's like, can we just go a little bit of an easier route because it's still gonna be a fight, but it doesn't have to be a fight this big. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, oh! It's no way you put that on. It's no way you put that on. Came into that big, and I was like, "Yo,
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> my bad, y'all." My bad. So. Okay, so you you so you've been working with the nonprofit. You guys, like I said, and for everybody that's listening, be clear, we will absolutely post for all our New York listeners. You know, mm-hmm. New York City, Connecticut listeners, you know, tri-state area, we will get the information. We promise you, we will get the information from Miss Williams thanks. and we will post it on our pages. And we are going to provide that information because I didn't know about it personally. But now that I do know about it, we're going to make sure that you guys know about it. And we thanks. will be posting how to get in touch with this agency in Brooklyn, where the locations are, and what you need to do if you want to be a part of this uh, program, because this is a phenomenal program. Oh, thanks. All facts. That's for it. I mean, need it. Um, need it. We yeah. need it. We that need it. it. You know. So mm-hmm. what? What direction now? So I understand where you where you guys started at, right? So now that you you've you interned for the oh, we got to go back to that, right? Because we talk about that all the time. Also, the fact that you are not going to come into an organization at the top. Mm-hmm. We have to stress this. All the time. Right. Even if you are at the top of your your game over here, when you come over here, it's a different company. It's a different game. You have to be willing sometimes to take two steps back to take five steps forward. Right. So you made a very important um, statement when you said I interned. I did it for free right huh. to see what it was about to learn the organization right and then i was offered a job or whatever the case may be and i, I
2: didn't i didn't intern I, I
1: was a consultant i'm sorry consultant my apologies my apologies uh, listen I, no that's me no no I, I like that i, I, I listen. she's like get it right yesterday's price is not today's price there's <laughs> a big difference between an intern and consultant nah, you now for free
0: yeah you know i mean we love y'all we love the culture it's
1: still, you know, it's still important that right. you know she could have walked in and said well if i'm going to be a part of it this is what i want this is the All position right. i want and if you're not going to give it to me i'm not going to be a part of it and she did not do that she still you know lent her assistance Right. And consulting gave her knowledge, gave of herself. And then when the opportunity came to come on board, she did that. So
2: I think that, you know, we cannot commendable, cannot go past that.
1: Absolutely. Well, sometimes
2: I think, too, you know, a lot of times I'll, people will say, well, um, I get a lot of people that'll say, hey, I need help with marketing. OK, mm-hmm. cool. And a, and a lot of times I feel like I owe, you know, for people who did not get the opportunities that I got, I feel like I owe it. To especially people that are closer to me to help them, right? Absolutely. A lot of times there's two schools of thought on that. A lot of people say, "Well, you need to be getting paid," and you know, sometimes every opportunity is not always about getting paid. And and a lot of people disagree with me on that, and that's okay. Um, But if you know something that can help someone, um, then sometimes I think it's okay to 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 spend a little time to help people get to where they want to be. Absolutely. And, And a lot of times I don't have a whole lot of time. You know, because I, I I work with UNL, but then I also have a lot of other projects that I work on um, as a consultant. And so I don't have a lot of time, but it's it, 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 two hours of your time is not a lot to help somebody figure out, you know, how to get started. Um, and then them asking you questions along the way, like it's not going to kill you. Hey, well, what I what I will say, though, I hate giving the time and you not
0: doing anything with it. Right. Now so that, that is- that's the pet peeve, right? Like I don't want to take the two hours out, yeah. give you the sauce, give you the game. Come to people prepared right. and ready to play in the work. I,
1: just, I didn't hear the. Thing. Oh yeah. Oh well, yeah. I'm slipping. No. No. I'm, no. Oh. no I, I'm I, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. <laughs> no, I got to play devil's advocate on that. Oh. Play devil's advocate on that. All right. Where we at with not, it? Not everybody is going to be actionable. You have yeah. got mm-hmm. to accept that. You have got to accept that. Not everybody's going to be actionable. You can give the information, and and guess what you did when you gave the information? You gave of yourself. Now, what people do with that information, that's on them. But not everybody's going to be actionable. And not everybody's going to be actionable in the same amount of time. That's true. That is real. But I would prefer you to
0: be actionable if you take two hours. Or pay. Or pay. you don't
1: understand, but... But just understand, right, it's no different, Jared, than if we get up and we do keynote speaking, when we do keynote speaking and we give these workshops, right, or we do speaking, right, yes, we might do it for 50 people, 100 people, 20 people might take action, 30 people might take action two years from now. You never know. It's just, you know, you can't can't really do that. You just got to kind of do what you do and let a person kind of decide what they do. But when you're getting paid, I don't care about the action. I care about the impact, right? But but even, but you're still getting paid, right? Because we talk about paying it forward. So when when somebody says to Kim, right, you should be getting paid, my response is I am getting paid.
3: Mm-hmm. That, you got Sometimes
1: it. my money is not monetarily calculated. And me and Jared talk about this all the time. How do you how do you calculate ROI? How, how do you calculate ROI? Right, I love that. ROI is not always money. Right. It is not always money. You cannot calculate impact. You cannot. Oh calculate the influence that you might have had on somebody's life with a simple conversation. That is very true. That's,
0: that's real. But really? I, I, I want to ask you too though, Kim, because you, you have an amazing career and what you're doing right. right now, I can just tell by the way you speak of it, right. that it's your purpose, that you feel fulfilled doing yeah. this. So what, what does the mountaintop look like for you? What, what, where, what is that one feeling for you? Where you are going to be like, man, I did it all. This is what's up. And this is, you know, I, I'm ready to hang it up. Like, what is that? What is the mountaintop? What does the success look like for you?
2: I think I'm in the phase now of my career and um I just I feel like I want to be able to do passion work, right? And so things that make me feel good, not so much validation, because like I said, I know what I bring to the table. So I don't need the validation of feeling like, you know, oh, you're great. I don't need that. I know what I bring to the table, but I want to feel good about the output. And so mm. Cornell is one of those projects I am working, uh kicking off 2024. Um, with a woman named Yvette Peague, who uh, reached out to me about um, helping her raise visibility for her disability nonprofit. Um, I'm working on a new project with a documentary um, for losing Eric Garner's coming up on the 10th year anniversary, so I'll be working as a fractional CMO on that. Mm. Um, I've been working with a healthcare clinic out of Chicago, helping them raise visibility for healthcare equity. Mm. That's the kind of stuff I'm working on and I feel good about it. Like I feel like, you know what, um, I'm making a difference. And that actually that's where I want to be, you know, and I and I, I want to still do really hard stuff. I want to, you know, I'm helping them understand things like, you know, CRM systems and analytics and what that looks like and being more strategic in marketing, not just doing the fluffy stuff, but digging in deeper. And here's what that looks like. I'm doing discoveries with people and, and wow. strategic you know, uh, vision on where they should be and, and, and really helping them formalize marketing, not just, you know, Oh, we're going to do the feel good stuff. Like let's build a foundation that's built on strategy, um, and measurement and making sure that you're tracking and making sure that you can say that you're not where you were a year ago and challenging and pushing. And those are the kind of clients that I want, you know, Mm. So that I just feel like it, you know, and and turning fifty have something to do with that too. So <laughs> no, that, that's real. Last year, and you just start saying no to a lot of things. Let's go. Yeah, so
3: no. I feel
2: all yeah. about saying no. Yeah, you know, um, and respecting time is, is a big part of that. You know, um, just being able to be fluid and free to, you know, I think you know I had no life balance before my earlier parts of my career. Mm-hmm. Now I, I I feel like I want. You know, the work that I do to be able to fit into my lifestyle, which is more freedom to be different places at any given time. You know, so all those things, you know, so look,
0: look, look at that. Look, look at, at that, that right there. Look that. at that right there. Thank You're you. Bowen. Thank you for tuning in and Thank supporting you, this. Plan. You. real talk.
3: Thank you.
1: Thank you for that. I appreciate that. I, let me ask you this question. Right. And because you just brought it up, this is a big debate that goes on in all communities. This is not a black and brown thing. It is the debate on timing and focusness, right? Mm -hmm. So most successful people say, forget the playtime, find something you love, focus on that one thing, right? Become the absolute best you can. If it takes you into your 20s, your 30s, you know, kind of sacrifice the playtime ahead of time and then become successful and then you can have the the life on the ladder. Now. Mm -hmm. On the opposite side of that you have the people that says yes that's good but you're going to give up so much life experience and life opportunities Mm -hmm. that by the time that you get there trying to recreate those uh life opportunities is going to be almost impossible right so the advice that we you would give to the young to the youth right now right if somebody is serious about a career right and looking to do something and actually elevate to a point where they can say i can sustain a family i can take care of myself what 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 does that advice look like in these in this day and time? What does yeah. that advice look like?
2: Wow. I definitely feel like younger people today are very different, right? Because I think we came from an era where our parents were like, put your head down, work hard, right. yeah. you know, yeah. stick to it. And then, you know, there was no other option from you know how I was raised. Like when I'm in my twenties, if I took off work, my parents would be like, My mother'd be like, Where are you at home? Where are you sick? <laughs> yeah. But, you should have figured out how to get to work. You know, that's the era that I came from, where just no days off and work hard. Right. Um, I think definitely think the younger people nowadays, I feel like we can learn something from them in the sense of having that balance. Wow. No. Um, in, in terms of a lot of the younger people that I engage with at UNL, like they're traveling the world, but they're still working, like a lot of the alumni, you know, they're still working, but they might be in Bali. You know what I'm saying? They and so you know but but at the same time i think in the middle of that um, there has to be a way for you to be able to dig in and take a specific amount of time to learn your craft and also understand that there is no such thing as being the boss in the mm. sense of, in the sense of you know there are things as you know like this show is called more than a title and that means that's that's a real sentence because um, you there should be nothing that you feel uncomfortable doing because of your title. Uh, we both hit it at the same time. <laughs> same damn time. We're yeah. um, uh, clipping that up because yeah, we gotta <laughs> get
1: that. We gotta get that one. Yeah, no, that was rare. That yeah, was yeah,
2: rare. Because I mean, there one. It, you know, it, it, everybody should be. And and people will ask me, what's your leadership style? And I always say concentric. I'm not a top down leader. I worked in management consulting where it is top-down military style, and I I appreciated that in that environment because you could understand your role on a team and you understood how you needed to engage with the team. It was very clear. There was no mistake in the levels and how it worked. However, in the advertising world, I'm a concentric leader this way because I feel like everybody on the team brings something valuable to the table. And so when you're trying to be conceptual and you're trying to push vision and you're trying to push brands to new levels, you need that concentric style to be able to, to push forward and, and, and continue to just raise the bar and how you work. And so if I'm a, if I'm what I was the account you know director or account lead on an account, I didn't tell my team, well, this is what we're going to do. We would all meet and I say here's what we got to do. Here's the, here's what we need to be doing, here's the KPIs that we need to achieve. And so let's, and here's some idea. And, and I do think as a leader, you need to come to the table with some vision, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because well, you, you're there to help kind of bring things to life. But how that comes to life is a, is, is, is a team effort, right? And so my idea, my, my, my baseline foundational ideas now all of a sudden become here because I've engaged with people who are just as smart as me or else I wouldn't have hired them they're just as smart as I am. And so now we've raised the level of the work that we do and we all feel good about it. When you're getting an award, you know, it wasn't just you that that did the work. Everybody participated and and contributed. So that's the one thing I tell younger people is spend the time learning your craft so that you can feel confident in what you bring to the table. And you don't always have to second guess yourself. You don't always have to explain yourself. People know what you can bring to the table just based on how you move how you how you operate on a day-to-day basis, what you contribute so that would be the thing and then still go go to bali but just make sure you have your stuff together enough to where you could be anywhere in the world and people still feel like you're making a contribution message bars you know i don't know kim i don't know can i add on that too kim i was gonna say also
0: for leaders right advice for leaders Talk to those young professionals, right? Yeah. You know who knew best, the, the best about the business was the people that was in the sales floor on the front line yeah. talking to the customers every day and I would never get one email message from CEOs, CMOs, VPs of marketing, none of that shit, but I would, and then we're, you're sitting there telling me where are my sales at? I'm actually, where's my leads at and all that yeah. stuff. Talk to the people because it's exactly. information and value every facet of the organization. Yeah. And, and one that's one why one thing I, I say night. for
2: sure, especially people in account. Um, roles or, or sales roles or leadership roles yeah. within an agency or marketing environment. One thing I used to do that worked really well was I would talk to my clients and ask to be part of their annual planning and strategy. Mm, mm. I would ask for an invitation, and guess what they said? Sure. Yeah. Because you know why? Because if I understand what you're trying to achieve, then I can understand how I can add value.
0: Message. Ooh, y'all don't, I don't know if y'all know how big of a bar that was. That was crazy. That was a bar. That Since, was crazy. Coming yeah. from the agency five yeah. years strong. Yeah. That was real. Yeah. I've never been, I've never invited myself
2: or asked to be on an annual planning. You have to. And I'm going to tell you another thing. I was part of the planning team for the CRM, the beginning of CRM with Home Depot.
3: Mm.
2: Wow. All the life cycles, all of, all of the life cycles, all of the content building, all of the personalization. I asked to have a seat at the table with the CRM team at Home Depot because my agency was responsible for building the content platform. And so in order to do that and understand Mm -hmm. all of the different segments, all the analytics, the Mm KPIs, I needed to be part of that planning process. And guess what? It was extremely painful for that team and me, but I learned a lot and I gained a lot of respect from my client because guess what? When they were there working until 10, 11 o'clock, I was there with them. But then on the agency side, I can go back and add value to what we needed to do as a team. Oh. You know, So it's it's all about understanding oh. you know, how things work. I don't care what client it is. I don't care what industry it is. How does, how does it work? And understanding the technology piece of it too now is a big challenge, right? I'm about to take some training for AI because no. I want to understand how does this stuff work? And why are they trying to keep us out of it?
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah,
0: that's a bar. Oh my goodness,
2: Kim. I'm gonna be honest with you. Oh
0: my goodness, you see that, Monique? You ain't lying.
1: You know what I'm saying? You kidding me? I'm gonna be honest with you, Kim. Thank I knew you were know gonna drop gems, but I just gotta say this to you. You have my curiosity, but now you have my attention. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, cause you dropping gems on it. I okay. I'm hearing about the work. We're hearing about the work. You're focused. You're dedicated. You put together, but we gotta ha- we gotta talk about the 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 the, the, the other side because pressure bust pipes. We talk about the 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 groups of having somebody to talk to when you're having a bad day and things of that nature. So the other side to not having a bad day is when you're having a good day. What does Kim like to do to relax? Because it can't be all work. It can't be all work, right? And because you're an empty nester, now you got, you know, the house to yourself. At this what one, you pop lock, lock it in the Right. Tr- like, <laughs> <laughs> like, what does Kim like to do to unwind? Because you have to have something to release the pressure. So what does Kim like to do when she wants to relax?
2: Uh, at first, because my daughter played volleyball, a lot of my unwinding was spent in club volleyball season. And so we travel around the country with her. That is fun. That was fun. And so now she's in college. Mm-hmm. A lot of it was has been this past year traveling to watch her play because it's just the sacrifice and the dreams that go into that from the age of 10 till now it's just fun. Now it's just fun to watch. You know what I mean? Um, now though, I've made it a point to just start kind of uh, just going and visiting different friends and just, you know, working from wherever I am. I want to travel a lot more um, coming up and, you know, since I've worked mostly remotely um, and just be able to just, Whatever it is I decide I want to do, then I want to be able to do it. <laughs> so I don't have to worry about, you know, <laughs> <more> t- <laughs> there you go. Like the realest rid- line
0: I've ever heard Whatever I want to do. I'm just, just yeah, going to well, do what it. What is the success of like doing what I want with who I want and the people I love? That's yeah. it. That's yeah. it. And you know, you got family in New York now. So I want to hear that. I'm don't mean you I'm ain't I'm only gonna, in Brooklyn no hit, more.
1: All the way, I got to hit the bell for that because you know that deserves the- it. I can't wait to come and visit you guys. That would be Please, awesome. please do So, you know, um, you know this has been just I'm I'm not lying, like this has been one of my favorite interviews uh, interview. Like you are just so intelligent. I admire the way that you just articulate yourself and you carry yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think that in the climate of what America's black and brown women are going through right now, they need to see more Kim Williams. Oh, because they're seeing too many, too many sexy reds and shit. You I'm just being real, you understand. Yeah. What that's doing is it's not showing the balance in the culture because you think that that's the only way to succeed when actually that's the less way to succeed because the margin of success is this small for that. But the margin of success of going to school and getting an education and, and becoming an executive is actually a lot bigger. So we actually need to see more Kim Williams out there to say, listen, you don't have to be that to Excellent. be successful.
2: Yeah. You Especially understand what i thought yeah. and my nieces that, you know, are of age at this point i definitely agree with that like we have yeah. to be able to show them an, another way to be have to are, yeah
0: has to be it's yeah. cool to be kim yo
2: yeah <laughs> that's, real uh, that's real talk that's real talk that's real that's real talk family's not gonna be able to deal with me after y'all they're gonna be like that <laughs> <laughs> people are
1: you can say something to you too also kim you know we talk about a lot of times um We talk about a lot of times of doing the hard work, right? Remember what we talked about. Keep your head down, do the hard work, do the hard work. Jared has run into this. I've run into this. I know that you've run into this. You know, a lot of the times when I was the hardest worker at a job, I was the first one fired.
3: Yeah. I'm going to say it again.
1: When I was the hardest worker, when I didn't say shit, when I kept my head down and my elbows pinned and I did all the work, I did all the overtime. I never turned down nothing. I was the first one fired because I was the biggest threat. It is such a disparity mm-hmm. between working hard, right? And feeling like I'm bringing something to the table and knowing your value. And then, like you say, and then when it comes to like popping your collar, you're like, well, do I really want to pop my collar? But it's like, I didn't go to school for eight, 10 years not to fucking be proud of this. I didn't, yeah. you know, it, it, that balance is so crazy. It's crazy. It's hard. You know. How yeah, do you just yeah. put in that much work, that much sacrifice in anything that you do to build your craft, to educate yourself, and then not be proud of it? Yeah. How well, it do is. you actually do that?
2: Chad, it's so funny you say that because of um, a friend of my, Carisha, who is UNL's president, and I, we always have these discussions. in my sweatshirt, I don't know if y'all can see it, moving in silence. Okay. Is, is okay, yeah. out, okay. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we had a conversation a, a while ago about the very thing because I always say, I always say I'm like Russell Simmons because I don't like to be the person up on the stage or the person talking. I say, you know, God bless, good night. Like that yeah. culture gym. that's me. Right. That has been me, hyster- you know, historically because I'm like, I don't need that. I'm I'm the person behind the scenes making all this stuff work. I'm good, you know. what I'm saying yeah. so. She was giving me a lecture about that though, and saying, you know, you keep your head down and you're working hard, but nobody knows what you're doing. Half yeah. the time. Mm. So that's where that moving and silence is played out comes from. Follow carisha at Grown Woman Tees. By the way, she has all these different. Um, yeah, it is carisha,
0: She made, made a great comment too on the event. Shout out to you, Carisha you an open Invite and, when you and, come up.
1: and we will be putting up your link also in the post with everything. We will be yeah. once we get the information. We will support that and put that up because we and, definitely, you know, so believe so in supporting brown. So
2: Finding that balance, chat between you mm-hmm. know, and I always, you know, I think too culturally. I know I. my family was always like, you don't need to brag. You don't need to be boastful. Just keep your head down. And, you know, it's rude to brag or women are also taught that a lot of the times. And it's not about bragging, but sometimes it's okay to talk about what you're doing. Talk about your wins. For me, a lot of times it's talking about the losses, though, because I think, and I, I've been feeling this way about LinkedIn, just, you know, real talk. For yeah. a while, sometimes like LinkedIn can just feel like it's just. Too fluffy. Sometimes it's posturing. Mm -hmm. in my opinion, in terms of, well, look at me, look at me. And I get that that's part of the the program, like the people who promote themselves, you know, get the attention and they're, you know, given the opportunities a lot of the times. And I think that there's a place for that. And I think LinkedIn is a great place for that. Um, But sometimes I just feel like, how do we have more dialogue on LinkedIn when you start to see people kind of raising questions around what's happening in the climate? You know, like, you know, the fearless fund is talking about how we're all in danger as, you know, black and Brown communities of losing funding that was set aside to help us be able to just keep up or, or, and and not even, we're talking about less than 1% of black businesses are funded. Like that's real talk to me. Like, how do we have that balance of the accolades, which are amazing that we need to celebrate each other on, but then also have information that we can share, you know, with each other, um, to be able to kind of help us navigate workplace issues, and you know, so I just think it's kind of that 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 blend of expertise, knowing who to go to for uh, different things that we need collectively, but then celebrating the wins in a way that's like, okay, yes, we win to see another day, but now we're back to work, and here's how you can be engaged in this, you know? That's so, that's
0: so real, and you know, but but I'm surprised you even said that too, Chad, because we had we had Walter Garon; he was voted the well, most influential Black. Uh, corporate and black executive in America, yeah,
1: the greater great director, that. bro. He's, yeah,
0: director, he's, he's director. a beast, the most oh, influential, yeah. yeah. He's yeah. all the above, right? And yeah.
1: that's by Forbes.
0: And, and he came he came on the show, was like, Yo, so yeah. humble. And you said it, Chad. You was like, Yo, bro, we're gonna stop that. We're gonna yeah. stop this humble. shit. We're not gonna dim my our life. Our shine, we can't sit there and say, Yo. They don't give us recognition for the shit that we do. And then when we do get that recognition, we downplay it. No, yes. walk in it
2: proudly because you know what you have to do to get that. You know walt how much amazing. And he deserves yeah. all the accolades. Oh, because I'm gonna tell you why, too, though. The balance that I'm talking about is walt in the sense of he's putting out there he's got an accolade, 20 of them, right? Yeah, but then he's putting out there, hey, if you're an aspiring creative uh professional give with my here's a link to schedule time for real me to answer you and help to get you on this path that's what i'm talking about
0: real shit yeah. yeah that's
2: what i'm talking about so yeah as a young person i'm looking at walt and all his accolades but then on the flip side as a young person he's accessible enough for me to be able to get advice from him on how do i get to where you are that's, some, that's, and, that,
3: that's
0: and that's so real and that's why i got ooh. so much respect for it and, and yeah. i'm gonna call out a lot of other black leadership right exactly. i'm calling y'all out right because we know a lot of y'all i'm gonna look straight in the camera for a lot of y'all y'all see us doing our shit y'all see what we trying to do but guess what when we reach out to y'all you act like y'all see us in person y'all show us the love y'all give us the hugs y'all give us the handshake but when we actually try to pull up to us y'all don't want to give the information back we got to stop that shit Gate y'all keepin'. see what we trying to do gatekeeping no, that's it. And we're not rocking with that, cause guess what? Cause when we come through, we breaking the door down and we exposing all of that. So y'all got a limited window, y'all. Come fuck with us and give it real, y'all. Because we doing it for us. We doing it for the twenty year version of us. Y'all didn't give us the game. I came in the game, braised down my back with baggy pants. Nobody rocking with me. Nobody saying, Yo, young brother, young blood, come here, do this, bro. Do that. Yo, don't say
1: that. Da-da-da. I had to learn. I got fired. I got <laughs> Go ahead. Keep going. You can in that music. Go ahead,
3: baby.
1: Go ahead.
0: Go on, baby. Real shit, though. Real shit. We're going <laughs> to stop that, y'all. Y'all got to stop with the BS and start rocking with us people and being accessible. Like yeah. when she said, well, Walt. Walt does a million different things a day. Guess what? I can text him right now. You going to be like, what's good, bro? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And it's not like I'm going to text you every single day, but sometimes I might need that. I might need to bounce the energy. Y'all had a bad day, bro. What you going through? Yo, this is what I felt. Yo, I got a a new deal at the agency. Should I take this? Is this a good value for what I'm providing? Those type of things we need to do so we can help each other and go forward. But a lot of y'all, y'all got in that role. Y'all bouncing from company to company and y'all taking the accolades and y'all not giving it back to the younger ones. Y'all not coming to new look. Y'all not coming rocking on more than a title. And we're going to expose y'all. Because trust me, when we get in that door, I mean, you know who I'm looking at too. You yeah, better
1: stop playing the 20. Just understand, you know, champ. We had champ from my expert opinion on the show. He yeah. A, Shout a out to my phenomenal, bro. A phenomenal quote. Um, uh, who said, good, uh, good is the
0: enemy of great? Good is the
1: enemy of great and extraordinary is mandatory, right? How do we all get here? That's right. I didn't say that quote, but I tell people that all the time. I keep saying, like, stop thinking that life is not a full circle. Wow. Yeah. I'm from the hood in the Bronx. Jared's from the hood in the Bronx, you from Atlanta, but we we all we all on a, on a Zoom right now. But guess what? We could very easily be in Atlanta next week. Okay. We could very easily be at a conference with you. Stop thinking that just because you don't see a person or you don't meet a person that you won't eventually interact with that person and that person's ideology, right? And then once we're around each other, now you're subject to the way I think and the way I move. Yep. If that's not in the line of what you're doing, then you might be in trouble. You understand what I'm saying? Then don't try to hold me accountable. Because when when it was time for you could have helped me, you didn't help me. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. We are all here. Yeah. We're all here. We can all be successful. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if we do the same thing. The world prints money. I say this shit 24 seven. The mm-hmm. world print, literally prints money. Mm-hmm. It will never run out of money. Mm-hmm. So we can all do the same thing and be extreme extremely successful. We can all do completely different things and still be mm-hmm. extremely successful. Facts. Get rid of the crab in the barrel mentality. Let's start actually helping each other so that we can actually raise this culture so that we can start to heal because we have a lot of healing yes. to do. Right. And oh I'm not God. talking healing against what was done to us. I'm talking about healing on the way that we treat each other. Each other. Yeah. yeah. Message.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: Message. Until we correct the way we treat each other, we're not gonna we're not gonna really evolve as a as a culture. And so we heal in the way that we treat each other. So, you know, I just want to thank you, Kim, for coming on the show. This has been just a this phenomenal
3: love, love.
1: You know, um Your energy is just so contagious. It's infectious. I want to hear more. We're definitely going to keep in contact. Uh, you already have us on the group chat. Like Jared says, we, we uh, extend an open invite to all of our guests. If, but I'm telling you now, though, if you come to New, New York, York,
0: you're gonna have a great time.
1: Turning up now, I'm, I'm telling you right, we're turning oh, where's up. Where's the
0: music? Where's the music? Girl? Which give one you, was it? Give me
1: some music, give me some music. Give, give. <laughs> <laughs> the show. The
0: bank bounce for- yeah, had bounced no, no, again. With the no, no, hand. I got the bank. Hand. I got
2: the bank. Hand. <laughs> <laughs> you have to put some ATL into it. You know,
1: absolutely. We got listen. You know, um, we we you know we would love you know to continue this conversation, Um, what I would like for you to do is please forward us all information on UNL. Yeah.
0: Please
1: Uh, please forward us all information um, with the the silence is broken and just forward us all that information. We are going to make a post about it because we do not believe in holding information hostage. I'm going to say it again. We do not hold information hostage. We are going to give it to the masses and once we give it out, it is up to you to decide what to do with it. That's it. And that's it. Before we end, too, just want, just want to piggyback what he's saying. Yeah. Kim, thank you.
0: Because yeah. I've been connected with you for quite some time. I've been looking at your journey, Queen, and like I told you in the DM, and I'll say it in front of everybody. like I love how you move. I yeah. love how you... you I, I just love your energy, right? And I knew I wanted to get you on the show, and I just felt like it was the perfect time. And I don't know. I forgot what it was. You liked the post or something. And I'm like, there you go. I got to get Kim. I got to get Kim. And I hit you up, and you were, you were responsive. You pulled up. You didn't ask no question. You was like, yo, whatever you need, King. Yeah. And I just want to say thank you. And we yep. love that about you. We're rooting for you. You got friends and family now in New York. You yep. have an open invite to the show. I don't care what you you got something you want to promote. We got pull up. We will we, you, any
2: day. I appreciate you saying just
1: no, we're in Atlanta a lot. We we, we just we're coming we, in the summer. We're actually, coming in the summer. Well, we actually was just in Atlanta for Revolt World. Oh, so, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. so we just was in Atlanta, so we're in Atlanta a lot. So don't be surprised if you get the text Locking saying I,
2: you know. I welcome you guys. We will turn up in Atlanta as well. We know how to turn yeah. up, too. Damn, and,
1: that's it. and, you know, just continue doing, you know, continue doing <laughs> what you <laughs> do. <does. He's> at... <laughs> shout out for How did I get... I don't, <laughs> I, grew, girl,
0: I don't know how I got here. I just pray.
1: <laughs> listen... Listen, after, <laughs> after a couple shots of these,
0: McDonald, nobody knows. But McDonald, it. if you're going to do it, you're going to have to get it with your more than a title cup because that's why you're able to pop for two hours. I would have got off if I had a red cup, but I had it with one ice cube, bro. So <laughs> you go to OTB Digital. <laughs> I,
1: no, I, I absolutely love it, man. I absolutely love it. And, you know, we wish you the best, Kim, uh, moving forward. And like, and like Jared said, uh, we are an extension of you now. There is no red tape. If you got somebody that you know that you that would you know be dope to come on the show, you let us know they're coming on. No, that is time. the purpose of having the platform. That is the purpose of building something. You don't have to ask permission no more. You see, we don't ask permission. Amen. We just do. We Spread just do. that word. You see? God, and, and 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 that is how we're gonna give back. And collectively, we are gonna help change this culture one person at a time. Amen. amen. With that, said, with that
2: said please okay. let them know where they can find
1: you too says before oh, absolutely move. yes let them know
2: so uh linkedin is kim williams and um marketing at ushersnewlook.org Woo. and then my portfolio site is marketinglifekw.com. so it's just marketing a little culmination of all the stuff i've done throughout my career if you're interested in seeing more
1: and we're we're going to put all of that we're going to create a post After. So once you send us all the information, we'll create a post and we're going to pump that out for everybody that didn't get that. And we're going to pump it and put the link so that you can just click on it. We're going to make it easy for you guys because we know listeners don't like to work. Very hard. We don't like shit. I don't like the work. And
0: with that said, we love you. We love you, Kim. We, we, we rock with you. Thank you for everybody watching. Y'all stayed there for two hours. No. Everybody rocking in the YouTube, the LinkedIn, the love Facebook. We rock with y'all. We love y'all. We're going to see y'all next week. We got a crazy December lined up for y'all. I'm not even going to shine. out can wait.
2: Can't wait. You told me who it is. Like
0: a- <laughs> <laughs> just know that. Just know. Anybody listening, just know that yesterday's
1: price is not today's price. That, that that that's what it is and and for all the people that dealt with us um or tried to deal with us beforehand and dropped the ball just understand after that show you're probably going to be looking like this <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: don't rock with them other shows other man rock with the brother man you're not- <laughs> no, not the other man. it's more than the title we do it differently out here we, we get the show understand hold on and be clear no other show is doing it now we're going to pop our collar like this no other show is doing what we're doing. We're giving back on the show. Yeah. Not only with information, we put up links, we put up jobs, we put up internships. We yeah. are linking people together after the show and making connections. And we're not even where we, where we want to be yet. When we get to where we want to be, we're going to do something special on every single show that nobody else is doing. And we're going to be the staple and the only ones that's doing it. We're paving our own road. Yeah. Forget that highway shit We on a rocky road Until we pave this motherfucker That's it You want, you want We got a CEO on the show Come pitch your pitch Come that's shoot it. your
0: shot We gonna allow y'all opportunities Y'all Shark tank that Whatever it is To give opportunities For our people So that's so fact. support it man So that's why I say I, I'm funny with the cup But this is how we keep shit going man Please support yeah. us And this is how we gonna rock And even if you don't We still gonna keep rocking Because we on a mission And with yeah. that said y'all More than the title man We appreciate y'all Kim much love baby We see y'all next week Later What me hey, Heard it all. Oh, what you know
1: about me? I done it all. Just want it all.